are back. We're more than halfway through this sewage of a season mm -hmm. called the FPF. As we are now approaching, not, we're not, I mean, we're far, we're not far away from the end of the regular season. We are just uh, at the, past the halfway point. Well, some teams play seven games, right? Some teams, that is wild. Yeah. And some There's teams, teams play five four. games. Yeah, exactly. Four, games. There's some teams, four games. Oh, yeah, I guess four. Is anyone supposed to play four or no? So some people, when they yeah, would they have had like, a game and they had like a bye week already, yeah. so yeah. They are, and their games have been postponed as well because of either COVID or scheduling, whatever it is. So yeah, yeah I think there's a couple teams that still have like four games played. It's been a That's little wild. strange, not going to lie. Yeah, so we're trucking along here. And don't forget, guys, a reminder that in two weeks, the week of April 15th, the bubbles come down at Heber, Lachine, and Loyola. And so the games go outdoors as of April 15th. It's going to be so cold. Oh, miserable. my God. I was like, man. I'm checking uh, my schedule. I think I'm playing outdoor games. Oh, I got like two days Monday. But it's close to my house, right? So that's the strong part about the appeal about playing at Loyola. But anyway. I have Loyola outdoors, actually. Yeah. Against Astor Sphinx. As we start this show, <coughs> I do want to take a moment to acknowledge our Instagram page who cool. has shared a post of segment of games of the week where it was dusters 2.0 versus maccabees of which you both picked maccabees yeah i don't remember who i picked and i never remember anything yeah it's like show. people tell me hey you picked the guys i'm like who are you guys and someone replied with a clown face because you clearly picked wrong for that game ah, sure that really affected my day oh man it's true oh, man. how how could i have not seen into the future yeah. How ridiculous of me. I was, so, I was ripped apart I this. do have a follow-up on this topic. Oh, yeah. oh, God. Um, which one of you you think is more like dexterous and uh, ag agilic? Is that a word? Agilitic? Agilic. Well, I mean, like, one of us is an active quarterback. Yes. So there is that. The other one, I haven't seen him do anything athletic in a while. No, I worked out this morning. So I, have, I also haven't worked out, though. So there's that. Yeah, so worked, we balance each other here. I haven't worked out since, uh, when did I get married? What year? Oh, it's been a while. 2019. So, Three years, eh? My Mo, would you say well, you're, you're, you're better with, that, like, so. athletics and everything? I don't know. Perhaps. Well, okay. What, what's Perhaps. The, that sounds like a... Whoa, this is going to matter because I figure to uh, enforce the now? fact that you got the games wrong, uh, uh, we're turning you into some clowns today. I couldn't mm, find the noses sure. and the props. Oh, fantastic. Eagle, uh, why is it that you can see through my eye on uh, the podcast? Because I, you're probably getting a green reflection. I and don't it's have green eyes. It's so. fine. I'll take it out. Uh, so, Pease, this is for you. Oh, boy. That is a whoopee cushion, and this is a air horn. Oh, wow. And, Mo, I hope you're good at juggling. Oh, look at this. He's the regular D'Angelo Vickers. Oh, look at this. So, can you, uh, can you show everyone a little, a little trick here and everything? No, you'd miss anyways. 25% accuracy. Oh, wow. wow. It's, so it's rare that there's a room where I'm the most accurate passer. That's really rare. So we're clowns. Okay, cool. Perfect. Yeah. I had no idea we were clowns. <laughs> uh, anyway, so welcome here. For those we, uh, uh, curious, it's not me ripping ass. It's yeah. the cushion for the audio audience. Uh-huh, sure. And we knocked over the clock, by the way, please. If we get the clock back up there. There we go. We wasted four minutes of talking clown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, Feel free to juggle at the show. Thank you for on. helping me rule, ruin the show. It's appreciated. Yep, absolutely. All right. So, um, again, so a reminder for those out there, uh, it is um, going to be eventually transitioning to outdoors for those games that have bubble domes over it. All right. Let's, dive, let's jump into it here. 
Uh, we'll be joined by Brent Bocking, uh, the Div 1, Div 2 writer. Uh, any other writers today, uh, Peace, or is that it? Just the one. I, I be, I'm trying to get um, some of the women from the women's division to join us. Yeah. Um, I've n- I was not successful this week, so hopefully we'll get someone joining us for next Listen, week. Listen, guys, we, we, we want to have you on. But ladies. Ladies, we want to have you on, but uh, we need to have the ability to have you guys on if you say yes so we can talk yeah. about the women's league. It's, a, it's appreciated because it's like, you know, it's something we're learning about. We don't have the, the background, and honestly, I think uh, your stories are kind of awesome and and the way that you came to flag uh is something that can be inspiring to a lot of other people so uh, we definitely want to hear it um we want to hear from any players really so uh anyone at all who wants to come on do we'll, hit us we'll up. even have a segment where we have on a female every week right to yeah. talk about the women's league so absolutely because it's, it's new it's new not just to us but to like the fff community right so it's a way to to like people are all people you know new to fpf and and old to fpf that's not a thing, but uh, people have been around f- for a long time or people who are new, they all know Montreal's finest. They all know like these sort of uh, franchises that exist for a long time in FPF, uh, hashtag NR, whatever, whatever it is, right? Like the, there, there's franchises that have made a name for themselves. The Women's League are going to get there. And uh, the way to start that is to start uh, getting their presence known in the media. Yeah, and, and hopefully we can start doing that again as we move towards the final three, four, or maybe five games a year for some teams. Uh, let's go into Div 1, Div 2. Mm-hmm. A lot to get to this week as as we're starting to see a shape up here. Uh, Eeks, if you can let us know who is on the cusp of clinching playoff spots through all the divisions here, that would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, you want to get Brent on the phone first? Uh, in a few minutes here. Let's just dive into some all questions right, here. So and let's we'll get go Brent look at the standings then. And so one thing to look at, big showdown this weekend is Flagmosack Braves. Flagmosack beat them two weeks ago by one point in a 57-56 win. So if the Braves... Can sorry, can Flagmosack pull off the double over the Braves? Because the Braves had a lot of glitch moments against Flagmosack two weeks ago, and that would give them their third loss if they were to beat them twice now. Um I mean Flagmosack scored two hundred and fifty nine points, Braves scored two eighty. They're the only two to even have cleared two hundred in division one so far this season. So like that's what it takes, right? Because um when you're scoring at that pace it sort of changes the math in the game a little bit. Um, so it allows for a greater margin of, of, of error. And that is infuriating for Braves because they're used to taking advantage of, you're going to make mistakes, we're going to out-execute. And Ale- Alexander Pugh just drops a stick of dynamite onto that every single time. We've seen him do it with the finest, right? We've seen him do it with all these other uh, you know, top the top team, uh, top division teams, right? And and that's how he does it. Is is the breakneck pace and the pressure it puts on the other offense to operate at that same pace, right? So, um, if there's a team set to do that, I think Flagmasak is um, a team A whose picture is still cut off at the top. Uh, Eagle added to your list, um, but it's also on the list. it's on it's the list. There. Okay, it's on the oh. list of many things to do here at FBF. <laughs> it's been such a hard year, man. Yeah, it's been such a hard um, year. but yeah, so like. They're uniquely built, I think, to um, to push um, to push Braves. Yeah, I, I think I think they can push them for sure. I think the Braves have a. I know the Braves won last week, but they have a sour taste from that game because they thought they had the game in the bag, and and you know they choked the game away. Let's call it for it is. They lost by one, and they were down um, five more sack by two scores in the first half with Braves in control of the football. So I think if the Braves do have some glitches, it's because. Joe Mayo has an average game that defense does not play up to their standards. Like, it wasn't really an average game when you 
put up 56 points. But like, they, but they had some he bad seven touchdowns. Yeah, but they had some bad turnovers. But that was the thing. He had, they, they had one turnover. But that it was in the red zone at the five yard line. Okay, through for that would have been. I understand. Three score game. I understand, but like it's it's hard to put on Jomayu when you score seven times, you you give up one interception, and even defensively, like Alex Nadobuse threw two interceptions. You know what I mean? Like so, to me, it's it's just what I'm saying is that. The more possessions you make, you you create, then um, the the more um, the more the opportunity the more the opportunities matter in a sense, right? So like, um, you know, if you have six, I, I'm Braves can go for six for six pretty much week in week out, but if you have ten eleven possessions, it's a different game entirely. It's it's not easy to score on all eleven possessions, right? At some point, you're going to make a mistake, or the defense will make a play, and that that's that's what they came down to. Uh, to me, that it's not choking. Choking is a ridiculous statement for a team game. For oh, small. when you're up by two scores, you're about to go up by three scores. Yeah, that's football. That's choking. No, it's not choking. It's choking. No, it's amateur choking. amateur analysis. It's choking. Go back to 1996 where that analysis was created, and keep it there they because could, they could it, put the game away. They could have put them away in the first half, but, and they had possession of the ball in the second. But half. But that's the whole thing I'm talking about. Is, is there's so many possessions that it, it doesn't matter if you're down by two. So like like. It, it it it's just a different approach to the game, and it's something Flagman Sex been able to do for a long time in this league, to the best of the best teams. Well, we're gonna find out this weekend, right? So to answer your question, Mo, in terms of what the current standings are like, no one has done anything in Div One yet. It's still all up in the air. Although it's very likely FMS is going to clinch because Got Skills needs yeah. to win out all their next games, and, and FMS now, needs to lose out all their games just to even have a chance. So it's basically done. And pretty much same story in Division Two. Terror Squad is effectively clinched, even though not officially. And but if KGP, they win this weekend, they, they clinch, yeah. right? And KGP all hooks, uh, Jean Smedzik and Party Crashers are in a very comfortable spot, considering again, Apocalypse and Incredibles have only a win with four games left. So even if they win out all of their games, they're still getting somewhat close to the top, and it's still not going to be enough. So at this point over here, it's really more a battle for eighth spot between Incredibles, Apocalypse, Team Swoosh, and Outlaws with the possibility of hashtag NR and B-Ballers shitting the bed and falling out of a spot. And it's feel, it still feels like KGP's under the radar despite winning three back-to-back championships and being undefeated. Being the only undefeated team in Division 2. Well, that brings us to the next point. We'll bring up the, the hashtag NR, right? Uh, they, they played KGP, gave them a good run. They've sort of been up and down this year where they've been a team that smells like roses but then also chaos the following week. And the game that they had against KGP, they were a bit of both where they had some rosy moments, but then some what the bleep happened moments here in that football game. So what do we make at three, at three and four? They're in the sixth hole right now. Are, are, are we looking at them as being this a team that will get steamrolled in the first round, or they can be a team that can make a run and perhaps upend the higher end of the Div 2 rankings? I see them not necessarily as a dominant team, but as a, a hard out. You know, like I, I think hashtag NR has actually got enough talent to win against any team, but for some reason they also uh, have these games where you know they they just can't put the opponent away. Um, so they had that loss against KGP. Um, you know, they took a loss to to Rajan Smitzik, but also they did push Rajan Smitzik, right? Like it took Rajan Smitzik all of forty one points to get there, right? They, they they just won by a single score. So. Um, Th- that's to me 
the kind of team they are is that they can push any team but at the same time um they're always a mistake or two away from from just the game getting away from them yeah i, I just think that you know sanagra adam sanagra uh, who has had a great decorated tackle career is still just into the game at that level because there's some throws he made against KGP. You're like, eee, eee. I think he'll have to learn the next time around if he were to play this team again. But then again, when you look at this it's roster. It's the highest division he's played in flag, though. It, it is the highest division he's played in flag. 100% it is. But then. So, when I, think, I, and then tackle, we all see, we say all the time, tackle is a different game from flag. So Yeah, and I just think now for him, moving forward, it's just incorporating the other receivers available because they also have a rotating mm-hmm. cast of characters, guys who are subbing. Yeah. And Brent Bakken joins us now. Yep. Brent, good, e- good evening to you, sir, as you're here good with evening, uh, Peasy and uh, Eagle and I on this up, gentlemen? Uh, on this spring How's it going, Thursday. Brent? I'm good, good. How are you guys doing? I'm tired. Every... I, I, I see you. I, I, need, I need to sleep soon. It's, it's a problem. Yeah, well, well, it's a problem. <laughs> also, he has a major gas today. Yeah, it's, so I want to play a game. Uh, you got you got to identify uh, the fart sound, and you need to tell us if it's wet, a wet fart, or is it a Brent fart? Like which which, which category does it fall under? Uh, so th- I'll give you the first one. Wet or Brent? I'm gonna go with the former. All right, all right, all right. So that's a wet one, all right. Now one last one, right? Then you got to tell me uh, whether this one falls in the category of wet or Brent. A little bit from column A, a little bit from column B. Nice. Slightly more on oh, Brent one. You I, you know, I recognize the second one. The second one comes uniquely from wings. I can speak from experience. I feel you there, man. That's a wing <laughs> fart. Nice. Nice. Spot on. Spot on. Uh, Brent, uh, when we look at Division 1, we'll go Division 2 first here. Um, when we look at Division okay. 2 right now, uh, your thoughts on how it's unfolded in your eyes with so far Terror Squad in the uh, pole position just past the halfway point of the year. I mean, so you look at the teams, right? Obviously, Terra Squad, KGP. It, there's a lot of big names in this division. I mean, uh, without a shadow of a doubt, I, I, I'm not surprised to see Terra Squad in the first place. They should be in the first place. Uh, they should also be a Division One team, but that's another conversation for another day. But I, I'm not surprised that they're in the first place. I mean, you look at their offense alone. They, they lead Div 2 in scoring, right? I mean, they have... I mean, you could put him up there. If, if, if you don't want to say Tam is the best quarterback in the division, and he's at worst-case scenario the second-best quarterback in the division. You look at the roster, obviously, Alex Pilon, uh, got Patrick Jerome's on that team, Serge Pilon Jr., obviously, Tommy from, from Sherbrooke. They, they have a lot of – Vince they have a lot of firepower on offense, and their defense isn't too shabby either. So, yeah, it's no surprise they're leading the division. So, with KGP in second, and they have a game in hand, at four zero and one, do you think they can jump Terra Squad for the number one seed when it's all said and done? I mean, looking right now, I mean, they take on Terra Squad this Sunday, right? I mean, that that's going to be the the biggest game of the season. Yeah, in two weeks they'll play Terra Squad. Yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, 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 this week. No, 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 it's this Sunday. Yeah, April, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on now. Um, Obviously, that's going to tell uh, is going to tell everybody whether they can jump them or not, or catch them or not. They they have a good chance. I mean, actually, you know what? I'm going to say no. It, if Terra Squad knocks off KGP, listen, K- KGP is the toughest opponent they have left out of the Terra Squad for the rest of the regular season because they have all hooks after that. The Apocalypse and Team Swoosh. No, no, no disrespect to any of those teams, but it's 
I don't want to say a cakewalk, but it's pretty close to a cakewalk after the Sunday's game against KGP for the terror squad, as long as they handle, handle their business. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you uh, three quarterbacks in Division Two who are struggling, and I want to know um, what each one specifically needs to work on um, to see improvement either in the latter half of the season or, or next season. And it's Greg Sturden of the Incredibles, um, Jeff Rosenblatt of the Apocalypse, and Stephen Harpersod of the Outlaws. I'm going to start with Stephen. I, I, I played with Stephen. I won a championship with Stephen. He's a great guy. He's a good quarterback. Um, I think with him, like, I, I've always thought that, again, having played with him, he, he's a really high... Division three slash, I guess you could say Division C, or maybe even Division Division B quarterback. I I don't think that he's a top tier QB for Division two. Obviously, listen, he's put up records and he's won multiple championships. So, you know, who might have said anything? But um, I think his problem he, he has a pretty good supporting cast around him, right? You, you look at some so, yeah. part of me, some of the receivers on the team. I'm a little surprised that they're 0-5. I, I didn't really expect them to make the playoffs. I mean, we have a lot of guys making the jump to the higher division. Obviously, our, our, our main man, Will Power, being one of them. You got you got you got Zach when, when he plays for them. He's obviously a good receiver as well. Uh, Marvin Steinberg. But these are guys who dominate lower divisions, and you haven't really seen them. Maybe not so much Zach in terms of not seeing him at a higher division. But most of those guys, even like Justin Leonard, they, they dominate like Division Three, Division C. Um, I don't know. Uh, I, I'm going to say maybe decision making. Sort to, to to have a long winded answer for for Steven. So the decision making sometimes you try to squeeze that ball in a tight window, it's not always there. And again, he, he's a talented guy who works hard, and he he, he has talent. It, it is what it is. But obviously, you look right now at 23 TDs and nine turnovers. That's a lot of turnovers. And we're only at the halfway point of the season, right? So obviously, decision-making, I think, is going to be key for him. Jeff Rosenblatt, another guy. I mean, I've played against him a million times. Uh, a good quarterback, a good dude. Turnovers with him. Uh, he, you know what? He Watching him play is for as long as I have him. Even playing against him, he's supposed one of the ugliest deep balls you're ever going to see. But he's smart and he's effective. Yeah, and, and the but thing again, is, he doesn't normally turn the ball over as much as he has this season. Well, that, that's it, right? And that's it. So so a lot of those those ugly throws and those risky throws that he would try, like in, in, in middle divisions, if you will, the last couple of years, he's not getting away with it, right? Right, right now, at least. So it's... He he really actually has a talented squad around him as well. I, I would even make the argument that they're more talented, his team, than, than, than the Outlaws. But it's just the... The, the, the interceptions, the bad throws, the missing open receivers. When the, I mean, obviously, listen, you play against Division One, Division Two teams. The window to get that pass in is, is, is shrinks by the second. Right? It's really, it's really quickly that it's there and it disappears in the blink of an eye. And I'm not sure, at least right now, based off what he's shown, if he's capable of, of making all those throws consistently throughout a game. And right now, I think it's coming back to, to bite your team, at least in the offensive side of the ball. Uh, switching over to Div One. Do you think Gryffindor have the horses to flip the table pretty much or turn the tables and become maybe a top two seed with what they have to go through yeah. so far? You know what? Actually, I was talking to Ryan Perry, obviously, Ray Strong's brother yesterday at the gym, and he was telling me, obviously, it's, anybody, anybody can see it, right? They had a Dan at quarterback, right? Dan, Dan's an elite QB. Uh, that's the difference for that team. I, mean, I love AJ. I played with AJ. I won a championship with AJ. He's not a quarterback. 
at least not in Division Two, or not sorry, pardon me, not in Division One, uh, or actually even two for that matter. But having him throw the ball, yeah, he's great. He could run around. He could, he 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 could chuck it up there. But you need someone that can make all the throws and that has great decision making with the ball in their hands. And and, and that's Dan, right? I mean, yes, Dan loves the deep ball, but he he won QB of the year, right, last season. So there's a reason for that. He he knocked off the Braves in the championship game. He was phenomenal. And going from uh, the guys that had a quarterback before to getting a guy like Dan and just having someone like AJ and the other guys they have on their team just focus on playing receiver, that's huge. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you. If a team yes, loses 57 to 56, did the team that scored 56 points choke? <laughs> yeah, the Braves and the five When, when, when they're up by two scores and they're about to go for the third score, I, and asking you for a friend. You know, when you, when you score Picked seven touchdowns and, and you, you only throw a single interception <laughs> in like 12 drives? I mean, obviously both defenses took a, took a vacation on that game. Um, the way it should be, Brent. The way it should be. Defense vacation, there's no vacation. There's no, there's no defense in the one. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, there, there is actually. But, but anyway, um, uh, yeah, I don't want I don't, I to I use the word choked. I mean, you did put up 56 points, right? But I, yeah. I do see the flip side of the coin where you're up by so many scores and you still manage to find a way to lose the game. But I mean, that, that's, that's more of the nature of the game, right? Like how quickly the, the tide can turn offensively in FPF, right? Yeah. I don't so know like, if you want to necessarily is, like, hang it then, all. Then at that point, you can literally think that a team choked in every, every time they lose a game, right? Yeah, like that well, that's, well, that's out, what right? I'm saying, right? Yeah. That, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand. So like... If you hear Mo laughing, he's not actually laughing at you, Brent. There's for some reason there's a hole in my eye on the broadcast, um, and we can't seem to fix it. It's the lights reflecting, turning it green, making it disappear. So Your the light, the, the light is reflecting <laughs> into my eye and turning like it McMahon. green, and uh, it's disappearing into the green screen. This like what's happening. Anyway, it's a strange, strange turn of events. As anyway, I, I was just asking for a friend. <laughs> the friend is Mokan. I mean, listen, Alex threw nine TDs in that game, right? I mean, nine TDs is a lot. I mean, you, you, you got to stop somebody yeah. somehow. But obviously, as we've seen throughout the years in FPF, it's easier said than done, right? Yeah, especially especially with those two quarterbacks. So so more likely, yeah. I know you, you, you're, you're going to make your pick, but not here, but on your article, but more likely to happen, flag Mossack to get the number one seat or Brace have three losses going to the playoffs? Ooh, that's a good question. That's a good question. Um Look at the schedule. I'm, you know what? Actually, I'm gonna say, just looking at the schedule super quickly. Braves having three losses. They have a five loss back, obviously this coming Sunday, and then they have Gryffindor. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, Braves having three more, three losses for sure. Yeah, a hundred percent. I'm gonna go with that one. To be honest with you, you look, you look what they play, right? I mean, they have obviously five loss back this Sunday. After that, they have um, Gryffindor coming up. Gryffindor, yeah. and then they have Rajon Medic, right? Yeah. And I believe they also, well, God skills, I mean, they could be, God skills, God skills, as, as I said in my article, they have talent. They just have to get their act together. Um, they, they can go head to head with anybody, but it's just, they, they find a way to kind of get in, get in their own way, basically. Um, but yeah, so to answer the question, yeah, Brace having three losses for sure uh, is the, the one I would go with. Although I think, if I want to sack, like, I know it's early, but I think I want to say they, they've wrapped up Division One. Yeah. Uh, Brent, um, two quick questions before we let you go here. First is, uh, when's your article coming out, man? 
It will be out. I am aiming for tomorrow evening or very, very, very early Saturday morning. Awesome. It'll be tomorrow evening. Now. And uh, the pressing question, of course, with the big game between Braves and Flag One Side coming up this week, as Mo uh, previewed. I won't ask you for a pick yet, but this last question, the most important one of the night, is it Brent or is it wet? I mean, if it was silent, 100%, it'd be me for sure. Exactly. I have right. silent so, deadly one. So that one's wet. We're going to go wet on that one. Brent, yeah, thank you yeah, so much for wet, being yeah. a good sport, bud. Yeah. Love you, man. <laughs> no problem, guys. Have a good one. Later. Brent Bakken here with us as we wrap it up with him. Yeah, whoever, by the way, whoever doesn't like our juvenile humor should complain directly to the head of FPF Media. That is you. Yeah. I can't wait to read your uh, complaints and immediately destroy the emails. Fair enough. Now it's time to co-ed. Let's go into co-ed. And uh, the big story is the uh, Bishop Sycamores and their quarterback or lack of now moving forward. Well, I'd say the biggest story is they won two straight. Yes. Before that, like before we even get to sort of the off the field drama, um, a team that we said from the beginning, like, hey, this team's um, kind of stacked with talent on both their male and female players. They're not athletes. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's just a matter of time before they learn the game, right? And sometimes it takes a full season. Uh, sometimes people, like, they just sort of give up before they get there because FPF's a difficult league. And, and COID 1 is a, is a high level of play. Um, but the team has, has stuck together um, under the, the tutelage of quarterback uh, Tommy Roldi Trojados. And um, they've improved. And the last two games, um, beating Average and Savage, which is a, an experienced group of uh, FPF uh, players, and then uh, Power Rangers this past week. So the question now for Power Rangers is that, you brought up a good point, is their biggest loss on this team has now resulted in two losses. Yeah, in well, we, we mentioned Mario Belan going down last week, right? Yeah. And, or it, not that she went down last week, but we brought two it up in yeah, the last exactly. podcast. Um, but, and we talked about how it was going to impact them because, you know, the, 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 because you, you, you have played two women on your roster, it's, it's super important that they're contributing members. Uh, sorry, two, two women on the field at all times. It's super important that they're contributing members to your team, and there are a few better than Marie Bellin, right? Um, and so the fact that that she went down um, changes sort of the landscape for the team. And Power Rangers, they've struggled in the last two games. And, and I will say they did win early in the season before she played because she only joined the team in week three. But um, there's something I think about the emotional toll of losing her as well that seems to be playing a role. Well, not only that, though, I think losing the the production value hurts, right? Because whoever steps up in that position is not going uh, to be of equal talent because of what Marie-Louis Ballon brings to the field on both sides of the football. And I think for, for Tan Villadeth, like he's got time to readjust whatever they have to do and reconsider and reconfigure the whole roster with about four games or whatever games left in the season here. But now for Bishop Sycamore, who will be their quarterback? With TRT yeah. going to Mexico to play tackle football, so that's the the rumor we've heard. Um, not double verified yet. So well, he came out publicly and said, "Hey, oh, yeah, yeah." He he came out on the social yeah, media. Yeah, he posted and everything. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so he, double verified. So TRT is. <laughs> I just is I, I was supposed to message him before the show, and I ran late, so okay. I was busy going out to find a whoopee cushion. Yes. So it was a really difficult time. So um, the um, the thing is, you know, it, it hurts in a sense, because um, he's gotten a lot better. Um, so his last two weeks, 11 touchdowns, three interceptions. You know, the interceptions are still a touch high, but he's completing well over 60% of his passes. Um, 
he's moving the ball downfield. He's uh, we know he's a great athlete, obviously. Um, so it's a loss for them for sure. I don't know who they would bring on. Well, the thing is, and not to get into a deep dive of this question, but would that player be eligible for playoffs if they bring an outside name for quarterback? I don't think it counts as an error, unfortunately. Right. So they're going to have to look within then, right, to maintain some sort of uh, continuity and hopefully – Or just, listen, win the games that you need to to get to playoffs and maybe Tommy's available, you know, come playoff time, right? So that's that's, doubtful, but you never know. From my understanding of the behind-the-scenes administrative side of this, it seems like someone will be coming in to quarterback Bishop Sycamore, who already is playing FPF, and so will be released from their team and will come in with enough games uh, eligible for them to finish. So they're playing in co-ed already, in this division already. I don't have the specifics, okay. but that's my understanding, and that someone's going to get released from another team and will join Bishop Sycamore as their QB. So I actually think I saw that as well. Now that you're mentioning it, I think I was I saw that. But as like, well. like I said, I can't confirm that because I just have it like anecdotal. So, so I don't know exactly does that are. create a controversy that whoever this person is, he or she, could be an ultimate ringer that can change? Well, but the thing is, it, again, I think uh, coed's got like a different vibe from a lot of FPF. There's it's a more communal environment, so I can see someone wanting to help out the situation with Bishop Sycamore because nobody wants a, a team to just be in a bad spot. Um, so I, I don't think it would cause the same kind of controversy that like, you know, if uh, if Tommy was to say on a on a uh, a div three roster as a quarterback and this happened and then was replaced by you know, I don't know Kevin Lubin for example or just anybody who's eligible throwing div three for example I'm just picking two names at random here but um, that I think would have a bigger impact where it's like whoa wait a second what is the what what is this collusion kind of thing but I think it's it's uh, got a different kind of vibe a different communal vibe in, in co-ed so I think uh, I think it'll go over a bit more smoothly than it would in the regular division in the, it, the it, main divisions not main but the the men's division sorry I, I wonder now at, at two and four if they can get to four wins without TRT as the quarterback I mean it depends depends who's throwing right like it's hard to to make that assessment uh, without that. Because the thing is, it's it's not just like, it's not like they're winning games solely on defense, right? Like, they've scored uh, 79 points in the last two weeks. Yeah. Um, and especially against, like, like so now that in the upcoming games, Average and Savage, okay, Average and Savage is not like a prolific offense. Uh, two and a half kittens is, is a decent offense. I guess the only thing is the last two games is Suresh Hot Chili Sauce who can put up points if they need to. And that could be a potential playoff yeah. matchup. Could. Absolutely. And, and it just, you know, we, we know Marquis' offense. We know uh, that uh, he's going to be able to, to score, right? And First play deep ball. Yeah. <laughs> Often. I, and, and you know what? He, he has the arm to do it, so why not? Um, but, uh, you know, we, they, they're coming off a game this week. Uh, I was actually at the field, um, and I saw him put up 41 points against Average and Savage. And yeah. right? keep, keep in mind, guys, everyone in co-ed makes playoffs. The first-place team gets a bye, and then it's two seven three six four five in the first That's round. Right. So it's more a matter of just trying to get a preferred seat. Uh, so right now, they would be playing two-and-a-half kittens in if it were to be a 4-5 type of matchup and everything. But, I mean, let's be real. The matchups aren't really going to change all that much. As long as you're not facing one of the top two. Yeah, exactly. No, it's sort of like a streetcar race in the F1, right? You know that you, you could move up by one, but that's about it. You're not going to move up dramatically to, like, a higher end 
with the way things are playing out with Party Mix and Power Rangers. And, you know, for Power Unless Rangers... Unless one of the teams, for example, Power Rangers self-destructs in the second that's half That's it, right? Unless Power Rangers lose another uh, lose a couple more, then they open up the window for someone to jump into the two spots. So. The, um, you can have the one and two cars collide with each other and take themselves out. Yeah, well, the, the, uh, Saudi Arabia was terrible, by the way. Oh. To, to your point about uh, Jean-Félix Marquis, he threw 18 passes and five of them were touchdowns this week. Um, and, and only 14 of them completed. So, like... Nearly almost one out of every two uh, completions was a touchdown. Um, y- you know, a lot of the inexperienced quarterbacks in co-ed will just throw check down passes to, to their female receivers. Not the case for Jeff Marquis, who is more experienced, of course. Uh, Kevin Saint-Marie, I, I saw make a great catch, 22 yards. Um, and then we see it also with uh, Ava Rimmer-Parla putting up a 20-yard catch as well. So, like, it's a vertical offense at all times. For better or for worse, that's just the way the dude calls the game. I love it. I've loved it ever since he was with, what was that team? Uh, Trinity, Trinity in Division right. Six. With the Bengal uniforms. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so, kiss my end zone. Why and why? Uh, the rivalry. Gonna, they are going to have a collision course this week uh, in Lachine Sunday, 7 p.m. And uh, you mentioned rivalry. So, it's just a cornerstone rivalry that will have another uh, catalog of highlights that we'll talk about next week. So that's kind of the thing with sports, right? The thing that makes uh, sports com- like compelling is storylines, um, is the, the humanity in sports, because otherwise you're just staring at a stat page. And this is a case here where, where we know there is an active rivalry between Captain Alexis Dubois and Captain uh, Gino DeFazio, right? To, um, to me, that's the most interesting story about this, in that Alexis Dubois is guaranteed to make an impact by being on the field. Absolutely. Just by his presence. Yeah. Absolutely. In fact, anyone who would take him off the field in such critical situations is a buffoon. <laughs> it's almost as I if wonder you, who. you shouldn't uh, have such an effective player just to be sitting on the sideline for no apparent reason while you play <laughs> people who didn't pay. Oh, but well. I digress. It could be anyone, though. Could I wonder. I wonder what the initials are. I, I wonder if I'll be accused of making it up even though I know it for a fact. You might get a tax message from someone. <laughs> uh, um. But yeah, so so when it comes to Kiss My End Zone, um, a lot of this always comes down to Dave DeAndrade and, and if it's good Dave or bad Dave. Um, it's been more good Dave, so I'm happy to see it. Um, Alexis Dubois, man, he's coming alive as a receiver both here and in Div- Division 4. He's got eight touchdowns this season. I, if I'm not mistaken, he had three touchdowns for Kiss My End Zone this past week. Was it three or four? Uh, I'll look right now. He had Alex Dubois, our man, Mr. Prime Minister. Four, four touchdowns. Four touchdowns, yeah. Along with Iggy. Uh, Iggy scored a touchdown on, on uh, his only catch. Only 50% uh, catch uh, percentage for Iggy. Yeah, he's, Two he's, targets, only yeah, one catch. You know, yeah, kind of not helping out your quarterback. No, there, but it's know? on average to his six of 13 from two years ago, though. Yeah. Two seasons ago. But, you know, he's involving uh, Abigail Cockerton. Um, I thought it's easier to get more involved in the offense because, again, I know how effective she can be as a snapper. Uh, Erica Dubois. Having a really good season as well. Um, it, it makes it makes it so that there's a lot to to defend on the field. Um, so, I'm I'm curious to see how this goes because again, it's it's a different yin and yang from we saw in in the fall. Um, they they don't they don't have Geno throwing. It makes it a different team. But they got Ryan Dobbs catch Ryan Dobbs, Ryan Dobbs Garnet catching the football though. Yeah. It's still different, though. Like it's the 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 best version of Yin and Yang is always with Gino Tafazio throwing. I, I would argue that they probably would have been more effective moving up into Tier One and trying to compete in Tier One. So if if Kiss My End Zone, it's actually yeah, and Robert White's 
Rob White's been throwing and yeah. Rob's fine. It just I don't I don't think he himself would say that he's a better option in the quarterback than Geno. Right? No, but if they had to stop one, uh Kiss Manzone, would it be Ryan Dobbs Garner for the victory or Justin Weir for the win? I can tell you because I've played on that team. I know what they try to do defensively and, and like, you know, Dobbs is a good receiver, but they're gonna allow what they do to the snapper and try and take away the sidelines, they try and take away deep throws and uh, the key is the, the where, where Ryan Dobbs Garnett can hurt you is when you allow him to attack second level. So if they can just force him to catch checkdowns all day, they'll take that. Uh, by the way, um, our boy, Mr. Prime Minister, mm-hmm. he is averaging one touchdown. You're getting ready for this here? On half of his receptions. 53% of his touch, uh, catches have been touchdowns this year. So that's okay. eight for 15. And that's, yeah, that's, that's really impressive. That's an impressive university grade if you're a football player. Yeah. So it's very impressive for him to do what he's done. Maybe He's had, between Cohen and the four, he's got 15 touchdown catches. For a guy, I don't think he had 15 touchdown catches coming into the season combined of all the seasons. I don't think he's had 15 receptions in his career. It's, it had, you know what? Maybe not. Maybe <laughs> not. I'm not even joking. He, he hasn't played a lot of offense. And no. I, I don't understand because every time I've played with him, I've like thrown him the ball. Like he's, he's just a guy who's always on the, in the right location. Uh, he understands spacing really well. He's, he's a good receiver, man. So three hunters get the win and a birthday kick. Yeah, I was there for that. Did you have the cake? No, I was playing my game and uh, angrily letting it slip out of my fingers. But um, I was curious to see if it was forest cake, Mo, your favorite. Um, Black forest cake. Yeah, yeah. I, I wanted to go out and see it, but I didn't get the chance. But it was so cool. I loved – I'm, like, infuriated because, you know, I just had a four and out, and I'm, I'm like – ready to like kick something on the bench and I hear the sweet sounds of happy birthday ringing through the air and I was like you know what that's a sweet moment I'm not mad anymore I'm did they do just happy birthday or did they do the extended one where it's like for he's or she's a jolly good fellow no it was just happy birthday um, you missed out I, it seemed to be a combination of the English and French happy birthday but like not one after another it was just like at the same time those are my favorite when they're yeah. like out of tune and oh the, the, to me the, <laughs> the more um, the more the uh, happy birthday sounds like a c- uh, cacophony of the damned, the happier I am. Like It needs to sound like a broken merry-go-round in hell. That's the best birthday uh, present I get every year is, is my family giving me a terrible happy birthday. It's all uh, off uh, sync. Yeah, it's the best. Yeah, it makes me so like, happy. One, so it's, it's like a four-second delay. One's ahead of the other. and it's Like, like uh, Marilyn Monroe, you tried too hard. That's not what people want. People yeah, want a disaster happy exactly. birthday. All right, so three hundred. They get the win, and uh, now Commandos gets one point, best score in FPF. I think that's the first time I've seen that. So is that correct, though? Like, yeah. I know we we had a bit of a question about this. Yeah, it's in the play by play. It was a returned. Uh, that's what I thought. Point conversion. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so Hunters get the win, and now they're at seven with uh, and six games played. What is their ceiling now, Peas, in terms of where they are as a number three seed? Are they going to go move up here, or are they going to stay at three? You're saying Hunters? Yeah, three Hunters. Because I just navigated away from that window. Well, they got, they got four. I, had, I had the standings open when we were talking about the about the game, and then I uh, I switched over, and uh, I got it back in front of me. Yeah, so they're, they're a three four, seed now. Yeah, three seed. they got four games left. Yeah. They're, they're two behind uh, fit squad. Is it ten three. games or eight? It's, it's eight games. Uh, and playoffs is first two seeds get buys, and then three, six, four, five. Are you sure about that? Because the schedule has them with four games left, uh, Eags. 
You know what? You might be right. We I think it's cha- women's. We might have changed it this year, honestly. Yeah, because yeah, they had four games left. Yeah, 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 yeah. My bad, my bad, my bad. So, I'm, I'm team. I'm team ten games. I think all of it's, FPS. It's thirty-five to, plus in women's. I think that we, we need ten seasons, games for everybody. That, that's uh, it's, I find it to be ridiculous. We need ten games each. All right, Let's so do it. anyway, that's another story. But ten games in the movie. So three hundreds now with four games left. What is it? Could they be a two seed or maybe even a one seed? Or are they going to be stuck as a what's three? Ha- what's hard is they have the they don't have the head to head against Fit Squad. Yeah. Oh no, wait, they beat Fit Squad. I'm checking. Uh, I'm checking right now for you. I was at the game, and I don't remember the score. No, yeah, three hundred beat Fit Squad. Yeah. So there's a chance. Um, what's going to help them is if Kiss My End Zone can can uh, push back Yin Yang this week. That gives them sort of like their own lane, and then it's up to to three hundred to do their own business at that point. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, they they got a sandwich of games that are easy and tough. Like the two games in they between. They don't have it. They have. Last sex an easy game. Last sex should be a win for them, right? Fit Squad they destroyed last time, but Fit Squad's a really good team. But let's not forget it's outdoors though. That last second. But anyway, that's down the road. But you wonder if the outdoor game might be uh, uh, an adjustment for those who've been playing indoors, right, for the first six, seven weeks of the year. But but Fit Squad, what do they have to do to pull off the win again, Pease, to get that tiebreaker over them? The, you need to stop the deep ball from three hunters. Um, Jean uh, Jean Louis, uh, sorry, Jean Louis. Try to say that too fast. The dude's got a cannon. Um, he will check it down, but he wants to stretch the field at least. No a INTs times. yet. But There's nothing but INT this year. The thing is, I, I've seen him play twice, and the dude loves to chuck it. So you'd think that that kind of gunslinger is going to throw interceptions. I don't know if there's like a regression to the mean thing where he's going to start throwing interceptions. Because oh, I jinxed him, didn't I? If it happens, if it happens, Mo, it's going to be in this this section of games because Fit Squad they destroyed Fit Squad last time, but. Fit Squad's a really good team. He averages one touchdown pass for every three passing. But that's what I'm saying. Yeah, he's he's like it's it's a check down to Reca or um, you know, or he's throwing down the field. And I, I actually got a chance to watch. Um, there's somebody else on the field whose name is not coming to me. Oh, Ronel Villarama is really good too. Right, Ronel Villarama is really good too. Um, so. Like he'll he'll throw sort of intermediate to to Ronell. He'll he'll check it down now and again to to Reca, who is phenomenal, um, and then he wants to throw those deep passes right. to the sideline to the back of the end zone and have uh, his guys win jump balls. Um, a lot of that is Manuel Crisilozon, uh, former Div One player. Yeah, uh, th- and he looks every every part of that basically. Yeah. Um, and uh, and Max Edward Dadai uh, is an, another one of his deep threats as well, um, and and the thing is, if you look at them, like they're two they're two receivers who haven't even put up a lot of numbers, right? Like, it's it's five catches and seven catches respectively, but um, th- those uh, twelve catches have resulted in five touchdowns. Yeah, so um, it's working. It's it's a little bit high risk, but the rewards have been there. I'm wondering if it is at all sustainable. Well, that's going to be the question. Four games left, they, they can be a one or they can drop as even low as a six, right? They, there is a window that they can be a yo-yo in how they are. With If they are to win, I think realistically they can win two out of four, and that will firm them as a three seed moving towards It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah. Um, so I think, you know, Kiss My End Zone can be susceptible. Um, again, if they, if they sort of catch them on an off day, yeah. Um, and they, they they can give up the long ball now and again. Um, that said, Alexis Bud knows this and will try and take that away. Um, 
Yin and Yang, again, not not as strong as they have been in the past. I'm sorry, I, I opened the wrong team. Uh, I opened the Kiss My Hands on page. That's okay. Um, Fit Squad, they've beaten them already, but I think Fit Squad will be more ready for them this time. They do play Yin and Yang anyway. It's not the same, not the same team, but they're still quality across the board. Um, and they have th- the best rusher in the division, so there's a chance that Georges Louis can't buy the time that he's used to buying. And then there's less sect, which they should beat. On to Division 3, as we break it down in Division 3 and a lot going on here with what's happening in this division. Uh, the big news is uh, Carmen Felice, the quarterback for Expendables, uh, suffered a lower body injury. I did text with him uh, earlier this week. and uh, How's he doing? He's okay. He will get assessed by by someone this week, so nothing to confirm yet what the severity is of the injury. So let's just say he's out. Um, how do they go about at the quarterback position, and can they sustain their excellence so far with what they've done and carry that momentum to the playoffs? Well, um, it does make it more difficult for sure. Um, Gino DeFazio is on this team. Uh, he threw in his absence. Um, so it's a competent backup in a sense. It's not Carmen Pellicci by a long shot, but no. it is it is a competent backup. Um, I guess Dylan Taylor can't throw, right, in this division? I believe not. Yeah, I, know. I think so. Yeah. So the thing is, it's a good receiving core. Uh, Andrew Carruthers, we've talked about it in previous episodes. Yeah. He's a, he's less well-known than some of the other guys. Dylan Taylor in his own right, Ryan Perry, Kendall Myers. uh Ryan Dobbs-Garnett as well. Top to bottom, they're solid, right? Um, and we saw them get get by uh, past the prime, yeah. even though the injury did happen late in the game, right? Yeah, I, I, I recall it was in somewhere in the second half. I think it was the midway point in the second half that he went down. So you can tell kind of exactly where it is because if you look at the play-by-play, you have Gino come in and immediately throw an interception. <laughs> well, but you, okay, like, as, like there's nobody who likes making fun of Gino more than I do, but... It is tough to come in cold, right? Not having warmed up at all, yeah. and then like, you know, you see you see your buddy go down. Like now you got to throw. It's it's not a great situation. Like you see, like Patrick Prime had the ball. Okay, they score a touchdown. They get a two point convert. Gino comes in incomplete, defended by Jazon, and then intercepted by Jazon. How good is Pat Jazon, by the way? I, uh, enough to make I a stop much, off two plays. <laughs> but like, he missed at every like position that. he plays, like okay, he struggled early when he started playing quarterback, but he got better at that too. He's just a really good athlete, man. Yeah. I like I like watching him play. So, the, like, the, they can be at six wins before they hit the teeth of their schedule. Though they can beat lightweight coming up, and they got Speed Academy. So, two winnable games. So, they get well, six wins. I, I'm curious, actually, uh, Eagle, mm. if um, – how do you think Simone Dajani, when he sees this schedule, when he, when he looks up the page of lightweight – how do you think he looks when he's looking up the Expendables, Expendables roster? See, I think it's a tricky question sometimes just because of the fact that we don't really know uh, exactly what's going but on. But if you would imagine mind. him in his own element, just laying back, preparing for his wedding to the beautiful Sophie, what would he look like as he's scrolling through the page? There it is. Something like There's this. the picture of Simon Dajny nice, looking up. Finest. It's also him looking downfield this season with his eyes closed. That will be the headshot for the t-shirts we'll make for the road trip up to La Mabe for him. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's Simon. When he sees Expendables on his, on his team page, he's going to worry. Like, man, like, uh, he doesn't even want to see what's out there. He doesn't want to see no. the threats that they have because he, he'll, he otherwise would be terrified. But instead, he's confident. By yeah. the way, Mo, because you like answering these questions, Blessed have officially clinched their spot because Conference A so far has been sort of semi-trash. It would be nice if the website can automatically recognize playoff spots being clinched. It would be nice. 
It'd all be right. nice first, first let's start by having the website work, and then let's start adding <laughs> some be, features to it. It'd be nice if the website tracked rushing stats for players who haven't scored a touchdown. No, we fixed that. We fixed that. It would be nice if the sort function started working again. We're working on that. Yeah. It'd be nice if the team sort functions ever worked. Working on that. Yeah, they'll be ready for uh, fall 2023. And in conference B, no one has officially clinched, although Thor's hammer is pretty much there already, considering Speed Academy can catch them, and Mangoose can kind of catch them as well. But it's pretty much done. Yeah, junkyard dogs and, and those guys there. So speaking of Thor's Thor's hammer, right? They they have not clinched uh, Thor's hammer have not clinched their uh, division though. They no. can still get caught by ticklers potentially or expendables depending on what happens. Uh, and I think theoretically kill a bees, but it's very much less likely. Highly likely, uh, highly unlikely. I beg your pardon. So Thor's hammer. Uh, could they hold off JYD for the number one seed for the playoffs? And JYD did beat Thor's earlier this year. That's uh, the problem. Is is do we think JYD's got another loss in them? And uh, our boy Iggy Magnus put it, or I don't know if it was you or Iggy that put the quote from James Drysdale, who informed that this rivalry, that Thor's hammer has never beaten JYD in this whole history of these two teams. So Thor's hammer, they have silent ticklers. Past our prime and expendables left on their schedule. If you take a look at JYD, they have a game in hand. So they're playing basically the same teams. They have past our prime, Mangoose, expendables, and then Lima Lud to wrap up the season. Don't really see a loss. Mangoose is the team to watch out for. They're tricky. They're, they're, they're tricky. It's, it's awesome to watch Mangoose because, like, you look at their record, and this team has no business competing, and then they can score at will sometimes. Yes. Yeah. And because Nick, Nick Schaefer's got a great arm, and, and he calls good plays, and his execution's just getting better. But he's been like, every time he gets sort of like, a, he, he makes a step in his growth, the quarterback cap catches up with him, and then he's got to bounce to higher division. And yeah. so like, he's kind of like building the ship in the air as he's building it. You know, he's riding the ship in the air as he's, he's building it. He's literally cramming for an exam, uh, moving on to the yeah. next level yeah. not doing the exam. Like signing up for the next class. You don't even know if you passed the exam yet. Exactly. Uh, you know, the the idea that Nick Schaefer, because they had played um, Touch a Catch It uh, or CK, whatever their name is, CK Catch with uh, Fred Millette. Touch a Catch It. Yeah, Touch a Catch with Fred Millette and AJ Gomes. And that was a feisty game because – you know, the touch of catch loves to talk a lot of bleep to teams. And they didn't back down, Mangoose. They did not back down at all, and they went punch for punch. They, in fact, got under the skins of touch of catch it, and they ended up winning the football game. It's they, 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 play, they play a little on the edge, Ma- uh, Mangoose does. Um, so I in can a polite Im- way. I can imagine. But no, it's they play physically. So I yeah. can imagine touch of catch it. Crying, complaining for calls, not getting them, getting worked up, trying to push, there, trying, there, there was trying some, bait Mangoose into... Uh, yeah, there, there was some missile pointing by both teams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at, Don't at doubt times. it. I'm sure that was a chippy affair. Yes, so, Mo, I have a, a follow-up question for you yes. on this because we were talking about Thor's Hammer and Junkyard Dogs and you know catching them, etc. There's a possibility EZW actually is going to be in the race as well because EZW is currently uh, one... Game behind for a win because they're four and two in their northern division. Oh and yes, EZW northern division have Speed Academy, Le Malud, Lightweight, and Bearskins, which is a pretty easy comparison, right? So they can get four wins out of this, and Junkyard Dogs just needs to drop one. 
Uh, at that point over there, the game from week six would matter. But if Junker Dogs drops two, then it's a very different story potentially. Yeah, I don't know where Junkyard Dogs will drop a game. Uh, I mean, again, their their schedule that they have left. I don't uh, see a loss. I don't. Pop no. Mangoose again could be the tricky one. Expendables should be a win, and Lemalud should be a win. So they could be a two loss team. Like, as Ma- Mangoose and Lemalud are both tricky, right? Like they're both teams who perf- they outperform what you think they'll do on a week to week basis, but they should win those games either way, right? Like you if things go as expected, yeah. they will win those games. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And so I, I think that should be okay. But you know, for Thor's hammer though. They they might be the team that I'm not saying they're in trouble, but they could be in trouble because if they drop down here, um, you wonder. Uh, you wonder because they they have they been tested. I think they've been tested once against Junkyard Dogs, but I just wonder if they're a team that's going to be ready for that trickier proposition like the Man Goose or Easy W that they might face in the playoffs. I'm I'm sure of it. This is Junkyard Dogs you're saying? Yeah, I know. Uh, uh, Thor's Hammer. Oh, Thor's Hammer. Yeah, I, I, I play Easy W. Beg your pardon. I mean. Sorry, if they play Easy W, uh, yeah. So, so um, I think Junkyard Dogs is more poised to handle those those sort of uh, trap games, um, but I mean, Thor's Hammer is a better team than a lot of these challenging teams, right? So, like, it's f- they, they they shouldn't get tripped up, but I I think of them as slightly more susceptible than Junkyard Dogs. Junkyard Dogs just sort of have like this collection of things that's really difficult for all teams to defend, whether it's you know speed, size, uh, quarterback discipline, where Thor's Hammer has a version of that, but not quite as deep as Thor's Hammer, as, uh, as Junkyard Dogs. And of course, in parsing hairs, right? Like it's two of the best teams in, in the division, the two best teams in, in Division B. Speed Academy, um, they're, cu- they're in a fight for a playoff spot moving towards the final... Uh, part of the season here, do they have the wheels to get into the playoffs? Well, that's why I have a question about the name. Because they have a game at hand. They only have five games to play. That's by right. Them. But does Speed Academy insinuate that they're fast in that they pass like some sort of test to get into the academy? Or are they learning to be fast because they're going to school? Who do you think is the fastest here, Mo? Uh, from this roster? Yeah. Uh, I will... I would go with uh, Bostappen as being the fastest of this team. Daryl Dursley would like a word. He's fast. Daryl Dursley would like a word. Yeah, he's pretty fast, though. So w- would you sign up for like... Tommy Roly Trujados would like a word. No, he's not as fast as those He's guys. only played one game, though. Yeah, I know. Would you sign up for lessons to learn how to speed from their academy? Um, like, but again, I, suppose, but that's the thing is, I don't know what this academy is for. Is it an academy for gifted fast people? Like, I never understood, by the way, academies for gifted people. If they're gifted, they don't need your school. They're already gifted. So then like... You will be gifted by other people, though. That's so now, is this a bullshit school? Or is it a school that teaches you to be fast when you're not fast? Oof, this schedule, though. To answer my question, Eagle. Which one is it? I mean, I consider myself gifted, and the only reason I would go to a gifted academy is to avoid the stupid kids. So, like a PC so they're, they're avoiding the slow kids? Yeah. You want to be so enriched by your thing. own people. Like, yeah. like, There's the beautiful club, right? Yeah. There's the speed academy club. So you want to be are surrounded by... Yeah, speed everyone's speed. fast. So it just, it just proves the that... Yeah. Um, in your mind, school is useless. Yeah, when the saying. bell rings, they only have 20 seconds to get to class. Yeah, it's a useless <laughs> tool. Quick. A useless tool. So the Speed Academy have it in them to get in the playoffs then because their schedule, again, as, as you said, one game in hand, 
But they got ECW coming up on Monday, which I'll be there. That's to watch. a lot of speed on the field. Man. That'll be a lot of speed, a lot of uh, ski moving by both teams. Will the teacher become the student? Is this like a an adult film thing? I don't know. It's because they're both fast. Oh, okay. And I would imagine one team's older than the other, so someone's teaching schedule, man. Then, I mean, they're about the same. ECW and yeah, but if young. you're running an academy. No. The anyway. teams are the same age. Anyway, Church. it's a tough schedule that they have, though. I, I think their only winnable game well, is enough money to start an academy up at 20 years old. Good point. Oh, wait, wait. Are these just rich kids? I don't like them anymore. EZW, easy win. Sorry, we've derailed this yes, completely. We've completely derailed this whole thing here. So POP is the team I think they can they can win, but that's about it. I can't see anything else from that. So, uh I mean, EZW maybe, just because, again, it's going to be high scoring and anything can happen. Expendables depends if Carmen Pelici is back by that point. So that um, would put them at six know. points. Right now, Killa Bees is at six. So they need to hope for them losing every single game, basically, from this point onwards, which they have to tie break on anyways. So that wouldn't be enough. I feel like if if Expendables don't have Carmen Pelici, that's a close game. So that's a target that they're looking at then? But the thing is... EZW is a close game also, I think. But... Because just because the styles, right? Like they're yeah, both yeah. gonna score, um, and Mangoose again because we never know if Mangoose is good or not. Yeah, but uh, and then Pastor like, is it, fighting for a playoff spot. Like, like so here's what I'm saying: is like given given the injury to Karim Poliche, would you be shocked that they win three of these games? Because there's Pastor Prime and Mangoose already, plus Expendables, and then EZW also. So it's one of the next two, and then maybe the last two games. I think they'd like to win the last two than the first two. Even with the injury to Karim Poliche? For Speed Academy? Yeah. We're talking, that's Expendables. Speed, uh, the Speed Academy is playing Expendables. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Like, Okay, sorry. They get, meant Speed Academy. No, no, I'm saying because okay, yeah. we're talking about Speed Academy. Yeah, yeah. I, I think, Would you be surprised if they win three of these last five games? No, I, I wouldn't be surprised, but I think they're likely to win two. Yeah. I, I just don't know where the third would come from. Well, Expendables, Expendables with Gino DeFazio quarterback. It's not the same team, obviously, as no, as, as with, with Karim Poliche. And again, EZW is a game that could go either way. It, it could go either way. But POP, look, they, they, I speak to Craig O'Brien. They have lost, um, I think, three games on the last play where they've had a chance to win it or they couldn't stop it on, on the last play of the football game. They're one of those teams that I don't know how to read them because obviously the cast on this roster is – you could argue past their prime, but they're extremely but they've always, they've competitive. always been that. Yeah, but they're extremely competitive in these games. That's the part that like is like mystifying me, right? Okay, yeah, some matchups are just not good for you, but other games where you could very easily win if just one play goes wrong and that's the end of it, right? But I'm saying we've been saying Pastor Prime is Pastor Prime forever, and they've been successful in Division Three before. But I think they might be reaching that that point of critical mass but think about Where it though right past, if you're yeah. if you're Where the name is accurate the ezw game that one could have been a win the silent ticklers game that could have been a win the expendables game that uh game that could have been a win in which case you go from a one and five record to a three and three record and suddenly you're in a playoff spot and pushing for uh you know an actual nice seating and everything yeah so, it's coming up to the last play that's what it is what o'brien told me so i mean that won't be easy for them for speedy county but i think it'll be it'll be fascinating to see that play i think i like again Expendables will be the team to watch out for uh, in what they do. I think they get the next two games, but teams like Speed Academy and, and these other teams chasing for playoff spots, they, look, they have some runway to work with, PZ, but they got to win these games now before the, it runs too yeah. short on them. Uh, look, quarterback of the year, uh, Jeff Roseblatt's team, Harry Prasad, almost identical numbers, both 37 touchdown passes. Roseblatt, one INT, Harry Prasad, two INTs. 
Rosenblatt, 71% passing. Harold Prasad, 79%. Or 77.9% passing. Yeah, I don't know. Flip a coin. <laughs> could they be co co quarterback of the year? Uh, I don't think we've ever done that. Yeah, we did we? co receiver of the year back in like 2011. I think why? There must be a. This winner. is sports. It's either LeBron or Jordan. You can't like two things. Well, Grant Mo. Hill, Jason Kidd, this is co rookie of the years though. So. Um, yeah, I, I'd be okay with either of them. Um, I think either one will feel slighted. Like. If I'm the person choosing the awards, and I promise you I am not. I hate it. I would never do it. Yeah, I'm never going to do it. Um, the one thing is Jeff Rosenblatt's played less games. So that 37 touchdowns is pretty impressive. Um, I'm If I'm the guy making the decision, I'm hoping one of them has a really bad game and throws three picks. You would hope, right? right? Like <laughs> you would just, hope. I, I, I mean, we've been through Thor's hammer schedule and, and blessed. They have bear skins and killer bees left. I don't know. Yeah, those those can be stat patterns. Uh, yeah. The kill bees can be a stat pattern for them. Uh, on to the women's division as we move into that uh, realm. And, uh, look, uh, one player who will not be playoff eligible is Vanessa Beery, who's been a yeah. phenomenal talent. It was cool to see her back in FPF. It's like a wrestler coming back. Oh, my God, here yeah. comes so-and-so, right? And so she came back. Is, that, is, this the, uh, is she the Undertaker gift? No, it's like the Ultimate Warrior coming back. Oh, oh my there God. we go. That's a good you one. Know, that's da, a good da, one. Da, da. Uh, so let, let's just say, hypothetically, Vanessa Beery was the full-time quarterback. Well, it's a different team. Although, at the end, Kilaret's not bad. Like, well, Flemar Rose. That's, that's make, make that clear to everyone who yeah, doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end, Kilaret was actually playing okay. Like, she's thrown six interceptions, which is, you know, one of the games higher than you want it to be. Um and she's the problem with her is she's only thrown the the four the, the sixteen touchdowns. So you can swallow those interceptions a lot easier if you're also scoring. They're not a team that's been scoring a lot of points. So you see that in their point totals. Uh other than the game where they put up forty against Concordia, um and forty against Volts, they are not a team that's consistently put up Five, the five scores that we talked yeah, about, right? Yeah, it's feature fan with them. But then the one week Vanessa Beery shows up, no, they're playing the Rock, which is towards the bottom of the division, but she lit them up. Uh, 140.6 QB rating is monstrous. It's massive. It's, yeah. it's, uh, if you were projector stats in an eight-game schedule, that's 48 TDs and no INTs. Yeah. Vanessa Beery is a, an absolute wrecking ball. For an offense, so um, I don't know if the plan. Like the thing is, it's it's like an embarrassment of riches to have her to call call to when the guy's not there. Because again, it's not like Adelaide's been playing bad. She's been she's been really really good. But think about it this way: no disrespect to uh, uh, Adelaide for what she's done. So in six games, sixty nine tees. So that's a projection of what two and a half touchdowns per game. It's not enough scoring. It's not enough. No, no, right. But in one game. Vanessa Brewer's got six. Yeah. But she also played one of the weakest teams. Yeah, one of the high, we hired highest level players in the leagues had for the women's division, but you're right, a weaker team indeed. Yeah. Um and, you know, like it's again, and no slight against the rock because they're developing and they actually if you watch them play, they're actually a really organized team. So should they be tier two then? Um they'd be good for tier two though. We need three tiers. <laughs> we need more women's teams, and we need three tiers. That would be ideal. Um, they're kind of in between for me. That's that's how I. So see they're it. between a rock and a hard place. No, they're between tier one and three. Let the joke sit, Eagle. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> Whenever there's a second of silence, Eagle panics so quick. <laughs> no, we were, hold on, guys. Let me fill it up here. It's play by play, bro. We can chill a second. We use the horn to fill in the gap. <laughs> oh, well, guys, hold on here. Hold on, guys. Let me fill in the gap. Hold on here. I'm sorry I yelled at you. You jumped in your seat. You were not expecting you that. You were so worried. Oh, my God, Eagle, man. I can't wait for the road show, the man. The dusters were right. <laughs> oh, man. Eagle's going to be so... Can I get that on a t-shirt? <laughs> the dusters were right? The word on the podcast? The dusters were right. Um, yeah, so... Something <laughs> rocking on our place. Yes, that's where we were. <laughs> oh, hold on. You're there, there, you know? Tier one, tier three. Um, yeah, so they're, they're struggling. Um they're they're the lowest ranked team in tier one, right? So if there so was relegation, they would be going down to tier yeah, two. Yeah, so let's just say they were relegated to tier two. Mm-hmm. Um, are we looking at middle of the pack, or are we looking at a team that would dominate the tier two? I think they'd be the top team. I don't think they would dominate. And like, we'll, we'll, they're playing VC Cubs this week. Uh, did they play against Volts? Uh, they here. will they have did not play Volts. No, they don't. No, that would have been a good measuring stick. Um, but they play they play VC Cubs uh, this week, and VC Cubs are struggling. So we'll see how they handle them. If it's if they lay a whooping on them, then then that's your answer right there. They had a good game against Les Bleus, actually, twenty five points. That's uh, okay because yeah. if you watch them play, they're not incompetent. Like they're 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 a very well organized team. Um, but you think you have to they execute good concepts? It's just you got to put it together. It's gonna take. It's gonna take a little bit. It's gonna take a season or two. Um, I noticed. I played them because they they were um, an almost all women's team in coed in the fall. They had just Alexa Russia was playing with them, right? Um, and they they adapted so well from drive to drive to drive on defense, and they're all really good at um, at executing different concepts. Uh, I've been really uh, impressed with uh, Alexandra Falconcourt. She's got seven TDs already. Uh, huge season for her. Um, and on defense, she's all over the place. Like, it's 36 tackles, and I can tell you from watching, it's oh not God. somebody who get, who's getting picked on. She's just she's flying all over the place. Yes, Eagle. You're upset about something. No, that's just crazy. 36 tackles in six games with four PDs, a sack, and INT for a pick six. Like, yeah. That's absolutely insane. No, no, she's she's everywhere. I'm, I, I'm, we, say, we say sometimes, like, well, is this player good? Uh, or good at playing the flats, or are they getting picked on? That's who, not the case with her. Who will be She's the really first? Good. Not to go off course here, but who will be the first female athlete from the women's division in the Hall of Fame? Well, it would be one of the first ones to start. Sarah Parker and Vanessa Beery, if they get the, the years of service, I would imagine. Now, Beery, there. Well, does this count as year of service for for Beery? I think if you play off eligible for to be a year of service, is that true, Eagle? Yep. Yeah. So. So she's gonna be delayed, but it's thought about right now, right? Like, I mean, if this division continues to grow and flourish, oh, absolutely. I mean, theoretically, you can also count people that started in co-ed that well, have yeah. now moved their ways into uh, women's, like uh, the tra- but you, but traditional names: like, think, Jasmine think, Farmer, Marilu Benam, Jasmine Farmer, Melukote Noel. Melukote Noel, I think, is gonna be up there too. But like, you know, it's gonna be the the original crop from co-ed. I would imagine. So Le Bleu are now still undefeated. A chance to go eight and zero at six and zero right now. Are they a true number one piece, or are we looking at, at this where we're going to see like a who race ye- of since, one two? Since this is a week where everyone yelled at the podcast, who was yelling at us? Who, uh, from women's? Or was Blue Put right? Uh, yes, but that's for a different reason though. Wait, why, <laughs> why they weren't yelling at us. Who they're yelling at then? Uh, in general. About who? In general, they called us out. They, they said, call- t- they said, "Tell the podcast that we're the team to beat." Okay, in Concordia. Oh, I don't remember. 
Okay, so you're the team they beat. You're six and one. I'm pretty confused. Wait, uh, maybe we caught ourselves out. (laughs) That happens more often than you would think. Yes, that happens more often than you would think. Um, Oh no, it was Brett. Sorry, Brett. Yes, Brett is the. they are uh, Montreal Blitz. Cool. Right? So they call us out for not acknowledging them? For not acknowledging them as the top team in the division. Even though they're 4-1 in third place with a couple games in hand. Yeah, well, that's the, they, they've played less games. Well, this like, game is going to be a big though, one like, then. Bleu against Brut. Um, Which is April 10th in Lachine. Yeah. Um, that said, they have a loss. And we have an undefeated team, so... That, Correct me if my math is wrong. That's but like basically, this is the game that's going to determine yeah. who's going to take first place, right? Exactly. That's, game like, of the week. that's like saying Miami's better than Clemson when Clemson's undefeated and Miami's got one loss. Like, relax. Relax. Okay. You get your chance against the uh, Nibbler coming up soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, or like saying that Alabama was as good as Georgia when you know one of them is holding a national championship and the other one is Rob Campana, his team. Um, <laughs> the, in, in all seriousness, though, like... They're they're excellent. Um, despite yeah. despite us not knowing a ton about all these teams at the beginning, obviously playing with the blitz make them. Uh, I'm it's, really hoping it's a good like, football team. I'm really hoping I got the team name right. Like I'm always second guessing myself in women's. Never second guess yourself, my friend. Oh, I have to because I've been corrected. I've never been corrected so many times. No, don't be confident what you're saying, please. And if yes, Montreal Blitz. Yes. All right, got it. They are the Montreal Blitz team. Um, they they're. They're really, 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 really talented. So, um, I'm cu- I'm looking forward to seeing uh, to seeing them moving forward. But Brut and Le Bleu this week is going to be top billing, I imagine, right? You would think it is top billing, because um, uh, remember, Brut Brut got Griffins coming up, then they play Flamand Rose, and then they got Le oh, Bleu. So I was on game. I was on Le Bleu's page, and yeah. Le Bleu's next game yeah. is against Brut. I didn't realize that. Um, they have two games this week. I didn't realize that uh, Brut have two games this week, and, and I guess Le Bleu are on uh, on a bye. Yeah. So they're they're if we're gonna gauge where they are for Le Bleu, uh, Le Bleu for where they are, Le Bleu is the game of the year for the last game of the season. So they're gonna be determined on that game. Because yeah. you're right, it, it could be for the one seed, it could be for the two seed or the three seed. Well, and and at this point, like Le Bleu are just waiting for the game. They have no other games to play. No, and so, I mean, and the thing is that might hurt them from a rhythm perspective. Yeah, because Brett is going to play three games. They're going to play April third, April fourth, which is Sunday. Sorry, they have two games left, but they're both on April tenth. The w- the schedule this season, guys, because of the pandemic, so has been bad. a disaster. No. So uh, uh, we're trying to keep up here. Sorry yeah. about that. They have two games left, but their next game is April tenth uh, against uh, the Brett. But to your point, Brett have two games to play. Before. Yeah. So so rest versus rest, right? The the uh, age old argument. Yeah, and for Brett right now. They can circle that game, but they can't look past Flamengo Rose if Vanessa Beery is going to still be the remain quarterback for the remainder of the games, because Beery can change the whole path for them and where they can end up being as a, as a one, two, or three seed. And for Griffins, we'll see what they do against them uh, this week. I mean, look, they do have back to back Thursday, Sunday, Monday, and then they'll wait the following week to play Le Bleu, which again, three big games for them. Definitely two wins I think they can get, but that third win will be Le Bleu. Can they get that win over Le Bleu and perhaps add more questions to the jeopardy that might come back from the women's playoffs coming up? Yeah, absolutely. I th- it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm really curious to see uh, how it's all going to shake out. Definitely will be. Um, last but not least, uh, Jasmine Bartholomew of Red Nation. 
what do we look at her from an offensive perspective for how she is used and the artillery that she possesses? Can you bring it up, Eagle? I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm struggling here with my uh, internet connection, it would seem. Yes, you are. I'm just trying to get all the information in front of me. So in six Whoa. games played, uh, 26 receptions on 55 targets, 346 yards, only two touchdowns. So the thing is, um, I, I bef- when we look at the counting stats in FPF, we have a tendency to overvalue touchdowns. Alex David, uh, who's played in this league a long time, once told me, he says, why is it that if I, if I catch a ball on one part of the field, it's more valuable than the other part of the field? Well, you get awarded points for it for sure. Yeah. But like you may have caught four passes that allowed for that touchdown to happen, right? And so we don't really have a metric that shows uh, how teams move the ball uh, we're only starting to track that with first downs. Oh, we, we got a high-tech uh, uh, IT team here at FPF. You know? <laughs> Carlo! Um, but, yeah, so I'm not crazy about, um, you know, the, the targets to receptions, right? Like, you, you'd like to see her convert more of her targets. But it's also clear to me that she's a big player. Um, this is someone who's going to be close to 600 yards in the season. Um, I would imagine there's some... Lu- like bit of uh, un- how can I put it? Um, she's been a little unlucky when it comes to touchdowns. Right. Uh, touch th- when you, if you study uh, fantasy football analytics, one of the common sayings is touchdowns are somewhat lucky. Um, so at some point there will be like I imagine a regression to the mean where she might. I would not be surprised this year with six touchdowns by the end of the season, right? Like right. with that many targets going her way, if she converts a couple, I don't know if there was anywhere she's behind the defense and, and the ball just didn't get to her or uh, if there were like legitimate drops. Either way, um, if she makes more of some of those opportunities because of the big play nature and, and for the receivers who have double-digit receptions or double-digit targets, she's the one with the most yards per catch, right? So it's clear that's her role on the team. Um so she get, she can be a little more efficient, uh, whether it's her or her connection with her quarterback. That's going to go a long way to, towards seeing her really put up some stats. So if Volts, if Volts plays Red Nation in the tail of the tape here, how do we look at that from that angle? Um, I think it'll be tough for Red Nation. Volts are really good. Um, really well-organized team, really disciplined team. Um, they When they played last, it was a 20-6 to six game. Uh, Red Nation don't score a ton. Uh, that's kind of their their issue. Um, I love these jerseys, by the way. Which ones? The vo- the oh, yeah, the Red ones. I, yeah. I, I, as I was, I had the Red Nation tab open. Uh, you know, they're they're wicked. I I think they're they're super cool. Um, but Allison Sobel, uh, seven touchdowns, fifteen interceptions. It's it's both things: it's turning the ball over way too many times and also not scoring enough. Um, and then. The other, the opposite is also the case for the Volts. The Volts are just a much more efficient offense. Um, and we saw that last time they played where uh, Elodie Fournier, uh, she did turn over the ball a couple times, but generally moved the ball well. And Marie-Lune uh, Fonsancy did score the two touchdowns, the two other touchdowns. So they have some options. They know that they can, they have some depth to go to in case one of their, one of their players is struggling. Um, and, Marie-Lune Fosancy has essentially taken over the job. Um, and she's got 105 quarterback rating in the season, right? So you expect her to, to 
be able to be way more efficient than the Red, Na- Red Nation offense. Something interesting as a comparison here, we talked about uh, Jasmine uh, Belfamy on uh, Red Nation. Uh, Mathilde Laving basically has the exact same stat line with 20 less targets. Yeah. But that's... And that's 22 catches. I would imagine year. that at some point that has to do a little bit with the, uh, the, the disparity in quarterback play, right? Where the, the, the ball's just not getting there. I think that's more the issue with the targets. Unlike uh, Iggy Manzanero, Val, uh, Valdez Manzanero. Six of 13. You know, his you know his hand's not so great. No, uh, the, these ladies, it's not the issue. It's just that the ball's just not getting there. On to diff 4A and B. And um, I mentioned to you off there the what the bleep moment here in FPF. Okay. So Team Ethnic, uh, they had a game on Wednesday at Hebert. And they were in. What the F? Yes, thank you. And oh, that wasn't it? No, no, definitely wasn't. Uh, so anyway, Ethnic uh, had their game uh, that they had. And now, they were up. Five plays left. They convert for the first down. Four plays left. Referee informs them, hey, it's four plays left. You can c- kill the game. It was first down? You got the first down. The game's over. Four yeah. plays left, first down. The game's over. The game's over. They don't have a choice. Oh, no, 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 no. Referee said, hey, you can kill the game now. No, the, the, over. the game's yeah. over. The game is over. They don't have a choice. That's been changed. Oh, <laughs> they played. The game is over. <laughs> they played. Okay, so one. It's been follow us. <laughs> and we can talk about this in our staff meeting, but whoever the scorekeeper is in that field should tell the refs, no, no, this game is I done. I said, hey. The so it was you. <laughs> I said the game's a wrap. There's a particular referee. Who said, hey, you guys want to call it? No, we're no, going to play. There's not a choice, Mo. You should know this. I, you were head scorekeeper for four years. I said, guys, the game should be wrapped. The game should be over. And if you guys, I go, if you guys are going to play this game and you guys are going to say yes, even though the game should be done, and you guys lose, tie this game, so be it. That'll be on you guys. So anyway, so Ben Lawler. But you don't play the Okay. I know. I know. I tried, but the referee said, no, we're going to play the game. They want to no, play the game. No, you don't. They want to play the game. I, 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 I don't w- care if they want to or not. It's not how the rules work. Tell that to the referees then. So am I, am I, lo- am I, al- enforcing that. Am I allowed to hold with impunity if I want to hold? Because that's the rule too. So, so here's the thing, right? So there's four plays left. First down, I, I said the game should be over, George. I, the game should be over. I don't know why this game's going on. I like how you name names. I was going to ask him to name names and he did yeah. it. Well Leo, done. Leo, so anyway. Well done, Mo. So I go to Iggy Magnus. I go, Iggy. This game should be over. And if these guys choke this game away, I'm going to rip them for like three hours straight with PG and Eagle on the show. So they're putting the You're going to rip Benoit the King Lawler? Yes, exactly. So four plays left. They move it up five yards. Three plays left. Incompletion. Sorry, the third play. Sorry, four, four plays left. Move it up five yards. Third play left in the game. He throws an INT in the end zone to Guillaume Bellon. I said, here it is. We're going to see upset magic happen right now. First play, Malone catches it, gets to midfield. Hail Mary into the end zone. Some contact. Incomplete game over. How the bleep did he not know the game should be wrapped up here? Yeah. The um, game's over. You get the first down, it's over. And like... Pinheads. The first fall, take it from me, they're a team where if you allow them to stay in the game, they'll win the game. And right? they did. Like, and they like, almost did. They almost, almost tied did, it right? at so. the end of the day. But anyway... It, I was so angry, man. I was so angry the, at, at this team in Levashfall. Uh, who do you think is not tying the game? Who out. do you think is um, so like? What's the opposite of a, a fish out of water? Like, 
like Ted Lasso's a fish out of water, right? Like he doesn't fit the scenario. But like someone who's kind of too good for the scenario, like a, a shark on land. Who is the shark on land here? Uh, Louis-Philippe Paquette in 4B or Guillaume Bellin in the 4B? Probably Bellin 4B. Because both, both of these guys are absolute yeah, studs yeah, they're good. They're who have Bellin. the ability to ruin, the, to wreck yeah, this division, Bellin right? Bellin Miguel guy. But, you know, anyway, this really ruined my nights with five minutes left in the, in the hour. Yeah. So, like, I mean, I wish they lost Team Athlete. I wish they did. This is to teach them a lesson. When I said the game's a wrap, it's over. That's game. I'm about to press end game. You're you're a pro broadcaster. You're a pro uh, scorekeeper. You're not supposed to be hoping teams lose and win. I hope so. I do all the time. I have the most bias of anyone to lose. Nope, we're going to play. Okay, this is is terrible. Anyway. Okay, look. In two weeks from now, Brotherhood, KHB Raw will be playing each other. In your mind right now, please. By the way, 4A Game of the Week, Brotherhood of the week. versus, right. uh, who was it? Uh, they played uh, Top Season. Top Season, yes. Uh, good highlights, by the way. Yeah. Um, who is the best team in 4A? Is it KGP Raw or is it Brotherhood? Before you answer that question, uh, KGP Raw has basically clinched, um, but Hurley and Sons and Backyard Bullies and Big Fun could make a push to uh, potentially make that impossible. Yeah, if KGP I mean, wins this week, and they need two of those three teams to lose. Exactly. To to and in uh, Conference B, again, Brotherhood have not officially clinched, but it's going to take a miracle from Nomad or Bleu to make that happen. So. There's, um, when you're playing quarterback in FPF, there's these moments of growth that happen, and we kind of saw it from uh, Ryan Garber in the past couple of seasons, right, for KGP Raw? Yes. He, he, we see like, oh, he, it's clicking now. He's getting it. The, now, he's able to perform at this level. And, of course, then that means he's likely going to get bumped up sooner than later because that's, you know, that's uh, your reward for your success is to play harder competition, of course, right? Um, but Ryan Garber's been killing it, right? Like 30 touchdowns, three interceptions, amazing. Um, I, I know how good it, a talent he is, and, and um, it's not surprising, but it is cool to see him turn that corner. That said, I'm impressed with how Quasi Gordon Wallace turned the corner because he's a guy who's always relied on his athleticism, uh, hasn't been a guy who's read the field well. We didn't believe in Brotherhood at the start of the season, right? We said that, eh, maybe this is where they, they jumped the shark, um, and they've proven us wrong. Again, uh, they're just really good at building rosters, and as it turns out. what they're going to do is they're going to find someone else next year to be the quarterback. So... I actually, I'm in the exact opposite camp as UPs, especially after watching the game footage from this past game of the week. So, Quasi Gordon Mall actually has 25 touchdowns, but if you look up against where he actually had them against, he had seven against Hurley and Sons, which were not good in that game, essentially. No. He had five against Sparrow's Cougars, who didn't put up a score themselves. He had uh, four against uh, Les Bleus Branleurs, which was also kind of a blowout and everything. And so you look at you know where you actually got scores and everything, and you look at the game footage. It's not by making the best throw in the best moment. It's First of all, 27 touchdowns. Okay, yeah, because it probably didn't update yet. No, uh, because two rushing touchdowns. Oh, very true. All, t- all touchdowns count. Very true. Sorry about that. Um, but I'm concerned as his ability as a passer because it's all—it's not based around understanding a play and then finding the guy who's open in the coverage. It's about beating the rusher, scrambling, and finding someone open so by blowing coverage. I will see. And uh, just to finish my thought, if Brotherhood hits a team with a competent rusher that can contain him, I'm extremely worried for, for Brotherhood for those so games. So who is that competent rusher then, Eagle, in your mind? Is it takeover? Is it stoics? Is well, it fine. Look, I'll let you look that up in the meantime. But I, I've 
a slightly different take because I will agree that Quasi Gornemal is still relying on his athleticism. There's not a lot more athleticism in FPF than there is in Quasi Gornemal, right? Like his a, legs? Yeah. Not just fast, but his ability to cut, it's nonsense, right? His like, legs are like horses, yeah, man. The dude's fast. Um, I looked up his 40 time on Huddle and it was like 4-4-3. I was like, I mean, that's yeah, extremely fast. He's a former track star. Yeah, he, he was a return guy for Concordia, right? That's right, yeah. Um, and so the the thing that he's actually doing is he's not looking to beat the rusher as much, but rather trying to change passing windows and is getting to a point where he can anticipate where his receivers are breaking from can coverage. We get, sorry, it's not exactly beat the rusher and and complete a pass on a broken play. There is some of that, but a lot of the, the movement is is designed within the play as well, which, is, the, which uh, is this difference. It's not exactly next level, but it's a step. It's a step in the right direction for Quiz. Yeah, because I can see someone like Denzel Edie Lowe on the Stoics. Yeah, well, that, that, that's that. a good example of a guy who can yeah. who can shut that down. Because he's the, uh, tape Zachary Alberts Gale potentially for no, big fun. No, no, kind of no, rusher. No, no, no. He's more of a run stuff for rusher. Uh, can you get the play the uh, game of the week up for us highlights just to show what Peasy's trying to illustrate with? Uh, yeah, because there there are a couple examples Cause in it, that game. He will definitely take advantage of broken plays, but he's also running to change a throwing window. And he knows where his receiver is going to break right. off in a row. So in the meantime, as Eagle gets that whipped up here, uh, the second best team in Conference B is who in your mind? Second best. Second best team. Because there's a boatload of teams at 3-3, three and three, and there's a bunch of teams at 2-2. Two and two. Um, If you can kill a sound. Yeah, yeah, that'd that'd be, yeah we won't copyright <laughs> infringements over here. Um, okay. I mean, it's hard to believe, but I got to go take over at 3-3. Three and three. I think takeovers are good. Yeah, like they're the second best team. I, I don't. They're not playing that way. But no, I mean Stoics. I think are playing better in that they're they're exceeding expectations more than takeover. Right. So here, if we now, Eags, if you just rewind that drive for Quasi Gordon Mall, mm-hmm. we go back like thirty seconds. Look at Quasi that he's now staying in the pocket for a little bit longer. Look, see right there before he bails, and then that play he got sacked on. But if you look in the plays prior, he's not bailing right away. He's, he's looking downfield. He's not just staring yeah, at the rusher. Exactly, right? That play he did roll out. But in but, the, he's, but if you see, again, he's looking downfield. He's rolling out as he's looking downfield. Look at those in the biceps, past, man. He My would God, sit. He works out those triceps too, huh? <laughs> he would sit in the pocket before, stare down the rusher, and Watch. then beat them. Um, you know, here, this one is just a clean throw, right? Like he's thrown into double coverage there, but yeah. it's a jump ball. Um, like part of it, I'm not saying you're entirely wrong. It, it's still part of his game. But part of it, the, he, he's sort of using, he's using the rollouts in a in a creative way, um, where it's not just to get him out of trouble. He's not staring down the rusher and then reading the field. He's reading the field and moving towards where he wants to throw the ball. I don't know so that, see, that right? to me and against any other defense is a pick six. Yeah, that, that that's an undisciplined play by him. Like, yeah. you, you can't do that, right? And look, he's, he's going to make throw. mistakes. That's a good throw to uh, to Sad Majid, right? That's a excellent throw, and that's a pass he made, not a throw. See, this is an example of him rolling to the spot. This is him thrown out of the pocket. So, like, yes, it, it's not, it's not completely out of his game, like we see here. That's a pick six. That's a catch. Certainly I mean, catch. Yeah. Anyway, Certainly catch. so so we we have an idea of of Quasi's. That's a great catch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And there's no pads on the goalposts. Oh boy, come on, yeah. guys! Like, come on, guys! Come on, FPF. Chris Reeve, though, great work on the camera. At least let's shout out people when they do their job well, too. Why why is it bench in the end zone? <laughs> What? Why is it bench in the end zone? Listen, Mo. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, back to the story here. Okay, so 
you taking you taking takeovers being the second best team in that division, right? I, I mean, from a talent perspective, they have to be. Um, Stoics are playing better. Just but I don't trust them. I don't trust Stoics. They're just sort of missing a piece, I think. Um, and we've seen in the past uh, Denzel Adi Lowe's missed games. He's he's already missed two this season. Yeah. Uh, due, due to work commitments as well. <coughs> I think they're they're missing one piece to really make them truly uh, that next level. Speaking of pieces, small giants, they have one game in hand. Can they be an influence on the top two seeds? Uh, they are in the two spot right now, <laughs> and they had a big one yesterday, uh, which they won in the second to last play over Santars to pretty much, you know, get themselves up to four wins here. Are you confident enough that they can hold on to the fourth, uh, the second seed at four wins, or maybe even get up to the number one spot with a game in hand? I was going to say, so currently they're technically in a three-way tie for Conference A East with blackouts and top season, but they have the game in hand, so they have the better record. So they Um, control the narrative then? They do control the narrative. Now their five games that are left are going to be Big Fun, Stoics, Nomads, Backyard Bullies, and Blackouts. I mean, they can't. The game against Blackouts, I think, will decide it. Blackouts are really good. Small Giants, we kind of forgot about them because they took a bad loss to top season. That was an ugly loss. Yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. They, They just weren't on their game. Um, I wouldn't count blackouts out though, man. Like they're they're really good. Um, well, Sinagra though, I mean, you figure he would be slinging that ball like there's no tomorrow. But but so here's the thing. Um, I don't think I don't weigh the tackle success as heavily as everyone else does because I have history on my side and stats on my side that say that it takes even the best tackle quarterbacks a second to learn FPF, right? Uh, I also don't think Adam Sinagra should be throwing in Division Four, but fine. Like he fits the cap. It, 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 He's it's within the rules. It's within the rules. Fine. Yeah. That said, I put in our chat. And I'll say it here on the show. I don't think Blackouts won a championship. The reason why? We've not seen a, a tackle quarterback come in with such limited experience win right away. It always takes a couple of seasons. Uh, the, the the gap is narrowing, of course, as flag football becomes more predominant for a lot of quarterbacks who play both. But I think I think. Uh, you know, we've seen already Adam Sinagra has not been perfect, right? Um, so they, they've given up a couple of games. Uh, they, they lost to KGP Raw. KGP Raw is like a, just a prototypical flag team, right? Everything about them They're is flag like football. Flag football team, yeah. and, and they do everything well. And so that's the kind of team that can pose a problem for Adam Sinagra, who's still sort of learning the ropes in FPF. He's going to put up great numbers. Don't get me wrong. Um, they're gonna they're gonna make a run. I just think they're gonna be susceptible to taking a loss uh, in the playoffs. Yeah, I, I just I just think now with where they're positioned and and they're in the three spot right now as you speak. But look, they can fall. They can go as low as five. They, can, they because how, how close it is right now in that division, where two, three, four, and five all have four wins. So it's sort of like that jigsaw puzzle yeah. where you can you can mix and match and then it will come up with something different every week. How um how. Insane is it that if Adam Sinagra can't play, you have backups Alexander Lille and Julien Lachance. Yeah, Lachance Both successful FPF quarterbacks. Yeah, quarterback death of his finest right there. You know? Right? Like, when I saw the roster, I was like, I don't even know if Sinagra's throwing on his team because, like, yeah, obviously, you know, he has the, the, the cred, but maybe he wants to play receiver on the team, right? Right. And, and it would have been fine either way. I think no matter who was throwing for this team, this team was so deep everywhere they were going to be effective. Right. And that's why I just think that side of the bracket right now. Yeah. I mean, both look. I both mean, both brackets are very still competitive. Maybe not like the one seed as much, but all the other seeds are still 
up for grabs. Yeah, you know? yeah, and like uh, two, three, four, and five, and maybe Cage uh, Pira is probably in in the comfort zone right now. But two, three, four, and five, we can see a lot of movement right now, up and down. It's sort of like that. But I think like like also, there's no guarantee. Like if Cage Pira gets like, let's say top season happens to slide down, I don't like that matchup for Cage Pira. You know, like that's no. The, oh, Bruins. Yeah. Well, Bruins are in their same yeah. division. They're actually playing this week against KGP Ross, so that's going to be a good measure. And right there, like if Bruins win that, well, then they close the gap and they have a tiebreak in hand. So all they need to do is be better than uh, than KGP Ross for yeah. the next three games. Yeah, I, uh, of which Bruins have Beckard, Bullies, Sparrows, Cougars, and Nomads. Yeah, so a lot easier schedule when it's all said and done. Um, Los Locos. Led by Thomas Soto, a quarterback. Can we I, talk about anything else? Well, no. It's it's fascinating though. Can yeah. can they? Can I hate you a lot. Why? Why do you hate Los Locos for though? Because you're trying to buy time to open up the page. No. Look at their last game. Mo. I know. I know. <laughs> That's why I hate Los Locos. I know. Well, Those are good dudes, by the way. Yeah. So, in, in your humble opinion, though, could they fend off the competition and and get themselves into that playoff picture? Because Soto has been up and down as a quarterback. If you look at his numbers this year with what he's done, he's careless with the ball. And it uh, takes one to no one, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, he's careless with the Oof. ball. That's a one to one touchdown to interception ratio. Yeah. Um, Almost one to one to one with sacks, too. And so he they won the game by tying it, by being down by a point late, and then. Soto ran in on a two-point conversion to win a game uh, on a missed tackle. That was the margin of victory, basically. Um, and it's what's interesting about them is they're great athletes. And at their best, that's their best strength. But it's also their greatest flaw, right? So uh, Thomas Soto plays like his hair's on fire because these guys are so good at getting downfield. Right. And it's great because they can get downfield, but also he throws a lot of interceptions because he wants to be on the attack at all, uh, at all times. Defensively, they're great athletes, so they jump all over the place. So it leads to open receivers, but also right. it leads to creating turnovers. Um, it's it's. I think that they're going to struggle for parts of the season, but I think they're on the right path to getting good at FPS quickly because you can't teach athleticism, right? No, but they need to learn the FPF game. They're going to become a better And, and they will, though. They, and, and, and just with the adjustments I saw on the field and, and the raw instincts are are really, really, really impressive. Um, impressive against you guys. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll be the first to admit it. Like, they were down two scores and we got the ball to start the half. Unreal. Yeah. I, I've never lost the game that way. So you choked. I, no. It's not, <laughs> it's not a choke. It's not a choke. Just, uh, they, they outplayed me in the second half. Uh, when you say choke, you're disrespecting the other team. So I didn't choke. They outplayed me. Um, but I was in the car contemplating leaving FPF, never working for FPF again, never throwing a football oh, again. Like no, the, I was, it like, was like, like the uh, finals where you left in the huff yeah. after losing. I didn't talk to you guys for three months. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks, by the way. Great production value. No problem. Yeah. I'm leaving. No problem. What? Where was Peasy? He left. What? So, like, it, 
<laughs> it's funny. We'll take a, a quick detour for a second. Because, like, I have a, a pretty laid-back disposition. I'm always joking around. That doesn't make me not a competitive person, by the way. I'm insanely competitive. I don't like to lose. And so, yeah, so that was my feelings leaving the leaving the field. But honestly, uh, I was really impressed with him in general. Tom, Thomas Soto, if you just take what's there, dude. Like, you're, you're, you're so good. And he throws such a nice ball. And... He even does something in the in the red zone that a lot of mid division quarterbacks don't do, where he looks to his dominant side and if it's not there, he does check back. And sometimes when the defense cheats away to where where he's looking, yeah. he'll find a wide open receiver. And uh, it's really impressive for someone who's not that experienced in FPF. Okay, are you uh, all in on the badness then? Yes. Uh, before we do that, four yeah. B, just quick update on the standings here. Yeah. Uh, so Le Multa and y'all have, uh, I believe, they've officially clinched yes, the playoffs. They have. Yes, they, uh, have. they have not officially clinched their division though, even though it's basically done. Um, but there's still a chance. Uh, at actually, it. I, sorry, Eeks, they have not yet because Eastside Boys have only played five games. So in theory, they can catch them. In theory, uh, they played each other already. Already, I'm not sure. So what's your question yeah. about bandits? Uh, wait, just uh, continuing on that, though. The U, Vultures, and Belly uh, Beer Belly Brigade are currently all in the uh, other division areas. None of them have also officially clinched, even though Vultures, it's very likely they're going to go ahead and clinch because they're kind of going at the four-point teams. And Beer Belly B- Brigade is one game away from clinching their division away from Voodoo. Essentially, this weekend, it could be a big day for clinching the top, the top yep. spots right now. So... Alex Fafard, by the way, if there's most improved player of the year, Alex Fafard. Yeah, for Beer Belly Brigade? Yeah. Yeah. 100%. So, Bandits, are you all in on this team? <laughs> I, I, I score cap a couple of their games. Why? Their uniforms are terrible. <laughs> yeah. I, so, right away, no, I'm out. That, no, they're not bad. What's wrong with you them? can't read the numbers, Eagle. It's a red outline on a black uniform. I, I, I like I like the logo. Okay. So, your job is difficult, Mo. Tell me more about all the complaints of your life. Okay. All right. They're Mr. Guys, guys, don't start the game yet. You are, you are so. Mr. Guys, guys, don't start the game yet. I've often called you that. Um, say something to Mike. But I, speak, speak. I don't, I don't, I like the logo. I find that the the jersey layout just sort of screams it's 90s. Terrible. It's it's such a NHL like when they came with like, Reebok in two thousand six. Yeah. the piping. Who, who puts piping in uniforms now, Dude, man? Two thousand six was the most nineties year in human history. Uh, Look for, at the numbers though. Zoom on the numbers, uh, E, because if you don't mind. Look at the numbers. Can you read those? I, I can't see a number. You oh, can't see oh, that. Oh, there's numbers on the front. I didn't see that. <sighs> Go with white numbers, guys. Um, so, um, I mean, they just took a. A, a sizable loss to Beer Belly Brigade. Their two wins previous were to struggling Golden Eagles and and struggling Astor Sphinx. Um, they push Vultures, which is good. Yeah. So they're they're an okay team and they're playing okay, and uh, that's the lukewarmest take I've ever had on anything. Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna push through. Well, I, but I, like they're an eight seed. Like I'm not. <laughs> not super confident in them. No, but I don't know if they would push through. I, I, I still like you know scorekeeping the games early in the year. They didn't really impress me. Um, you know, they, 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 they barely beat Levers Fall, who, who were undermanned. The Montagnar outclass. Levers Fall are better than the record, though. Yeah, I, I think if they played LVF today. I think LVF beats them. LVF's getting better every week. Yeah, like, they're really good. Yeah, I think they beat them. But yeah. that time they caught them when they were undermanned. Like yeah. they had like a marriage between the Simo Ohadi. He's like, yeah, bro, we're like. Missing guys. Okay, cool. No worries. It's one game. It'll be okay. So I'm not buying in on the Bandits yet. I, I think, you know, their final three games that they have left, Eastside Boys, Ballers, and Team Ethnic. And hopefully Team Ethnic doesn't go for it when they had the game in hand with the first down on four plays. 
But um, <laughs> but yeah, they, if they can win, if they can get two, they're in. One could they be sh- enough. They should get two. But if they get two, that should be more two. than enough to, to I think them. they'll beat Ballers uh, and they have a good shot against Eastside Boys. And Team Athletics 50-50. So they well, should get two or three. They should. Uh, 35 plus. Uh, Jeff, two games. Two games. <laughs> My God, two games. Okay, so this is not going to be long. This won't be long. It won't be. No, it won't be long. It's sort of like that, you know. Um, oh my God, I'm missing the 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 term that they use for F1. Uh, I'll have to get it next week. Oh, racing car. No, no, no. It's turning. It's fastness. Somewhere. DFS. Describe it, and I will fill it in. Hairpin. Where no, no, where you're allowed to use a DRS. 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 That's a DFS. Drag That's reduction DRS. system. Yeah, yeah. This is what it is right here. This is what's going to be. This is our DRS right now. We're going to speed through this thing right now. Okay, so Jeff Roseblatt, massive game, right? Puts up 50 points on JMJ. And you look at Yoni Lair, one of his old compatriots who's put up some big numbers. In fact, they almost broke the game single-game receptions record. Didn't like, they break it? Like, it's like four or five years ago. I think they might have done it, but they were close. And the only Larry had 21 catches in the game alone. I, I want to say they broke the record. I think they did. So are we seeing a revival of an old duo at this level? Well, if I'm JMJ, I ask Yoni Larry why he hates them. He's only played against JMJ this season. Yoni Larry got 21 receptions in spring 2016 Division C. That's the record, keeper right? Lock. That's the record. Yeah. Um, so he's only played. They've played three games against JMJ. He's only played those games. And in those three games, he has 21 catches, 301 yards, six touchdowns. So he hates JMJ. What do you think the beef is? Maybe inner rage. Maybe like he just... So you think it's internal struggle? He's got to look within be. to look to solve the problems without. Perhaps. Perhaps that could be the case. But here's a counterpoint. Maybe JMJ hates everyone else on FPF. And so they leave Yoni alone. Good point. Bad heavens, they hate him. Only and maybe they don't... Do shirt, man. Or perhaps he underestimate Yoni Layer's ability as a athlete. Yoni's, well, because he's a bigger dude, right? Yeah. But he moves real quick for a guy that size. Yeah, he's he's like a poor man's Kevin Smuda. Is he snapping or is he more of like a slot? I've seen him snap, but I don't know if he's snapping for them I now. mean, it could also be that you're just playing like a really soft 4-1 and you just check it down the middle all the way down the field for 15 yards. Because they have Brad Evans on the team, so I sh- yeah. I'm he, sure he snaps he, also. He met Patriots owner Robert Kraft, uh, Yoni Layer. Oh, yeah? Years ago, yeah. Massage brother? No, no, in the motherland. Oh, so, wait. In Israel. Oh, okay. But yeah. I, I'm such brother? <laughs> no, 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 no. But he met Robert Kraft years ago. So that's one to bring up that obscure point about him. So, Okay. Anyway. Uh, but anyway, Crafty. For, for, for what we have left now for the 35-plus division right now, please, um, is there anything that's catching your eye in terms of what we're seeing? Uh, we have two undefeated teams on the Tier 1, Tier 2 side of things here could they remain undefeated going towards the final games sorry <laughs> it's, I was dying before so yeah, it's okay sneezing. Um, it's really dry in here it um, is it is I mean so it's what we thought um, with just Spitfire uh, owning Division 1 and Pacemakers owning Division 2 uh, or Tier 1 Tier 2 I don't remember yeah we're calling them Tier 1 Tier 2 um as we said before, pacemakers weren't supposed to be in the division. They got bumped down by FPF, not their doing. It was just so that we can have equal amount of teams in each division. Um, which also Spitfire, we expected to be really good. We did expect some more challenge than they've had. Um, but no one's really lived up to it. And I'm 
the, like I said, I continuously am surprised by the fact that Old Age Outlaws is not performing better. Maybe they're they'll awaken in the playoffs. Well, Nick Dana might wake up in the playoffs. Sorry, Nick Dana. Well, yeah, but the thing, like, that's the thing is like they're a group of guys who largely like have played together, right? Um, yeah. And and they're not without talent. They have had had they've, geez, they've had spotty attendance from some of their players. We see. There's too many players on this roster to be successful, right? You mean you you got a lot of subs, but um, if their best roster is there, I, I can imagine them pushing Montreal Spitfire. Like I would, I'd be surprised if Old Age Outlaws um, beat Montreal Spitfire. But at the same time, you know Montreal Spitfire has only scored 17 more points in the season than Old Age Outlaws. The, the Old Age Outlaws is the second most prolific offense in the division. And yeah, they've given up a ton of points, but I feel like that's something that's improving over time. Right. You know what I mean? Like, you give up forty-two in a game against Monster, that's going to inflate it. And that that happened, you know, a couple weeks ago, and they and they did lose to Shenanigans thirty-eight, thirty-seven. So maybe it's not actually improving, but it's also it's a snapshot of just a couple of games essentially mm-hmm. that then made it look worse than it is. So what do we take away from the pacemakers? And their close, shallow margin of victory. Mm, good game by Brody Windsor. Uh, I don't think it's sustainable. I think it's boredom for pacemakers at this point. Um, I think they know they're the best team. I think they, they're looking ahead to the playoffs and they're just sort of checked out is what it feels like. Well, the playoffs aren't far away for uh, for 35+. plus. I wish it would be in line to the 10-game schedule. Yeah. Maybe next year we'll have the 10-game schedule. Uh, by the way, the game ended on an interception by Jim Calestris. Our boy, GMK. Yeah. So, you know what? But again, Brody Windsor had a chance to win the game at the end, or tie it in any case. Plus EP. Uh, they could have won the game. 30-32. On to 5A and 5B as uh, we look now towards that division here. Um, before we get into the topic here, Step Bros. Um, what do we look at Step Bros right now in terms of their overall situation? Are they're in no man's land for where they are locked, locked, right, locked up right now? They're three and three in the fourth spot. Um, they could fall and be at the playoff picture by by Sunday. But are we looking at them as being a, a contender to the top two or a, con- a pretender towards the bottom third? I, I don't think. There's anything pretending about them. They're they're about what they are. They're 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 a average performing team. Um, they sometimes face teams that are more athletic, like Goofy Goobers and Los Bandidos um, and Ravens, where they went on a three game skid. Um, and then there are teams uh, that they've like this week they faced Pinchellos who are really struggling. Right, they're right. having a hard go of it, uh, and Step Bros handle them uh, easily. Right, so. Um, I think they're tremendously matchup dependent is what that comes down to. Weeks uh is it eight and nine versus Metaverse and the REIT are gonna be big ones because those are the guys currently one and two in their conference. Yeah. So that's gonna give you a good idea. And even the game that, uh, this upcoming weekend's Backwood Football Club, they're in conference A but still with a positive record. So that could be I mean it granted, conference B right now is extremely tight if we take a look at the standings for but playoffs. I, I feel like, you know, it's a good game against Backwoods Football Club. I think it's it's going to be close either way. But I think the other two, I think the Reed and Metaverse will, will See, beat them. See, Laurent Sanzaloni, is, is, he played quarterback last time. And I, I know him because I 
he played football for Miguel and Hunsick. Um, nobody's clinched, by the way. I mean, it's no balls deep. The Reet and Metaverse are in the best positions, but it's still not official yet he, because it's still extremely this week, tight. Though they could this weekend. Um, so Sanzaloni, I. I mean, I feel like they're going to weaken themselves if he is the quarterback than the receiver. But I don't think he's intending to play quarterback, right? Like, no, they say he played, right? But the fact that he had a good game, though, they, could it go through their minds and say, hey, maybe he could be uh, our, our answer here at the quarterback position? He had an okay game. I mean, 17-25 for 209 in the average five TDs is not so bad. Two, nah. But two INTs against the one of the weaker defenses in the division. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're, they're facing a team that's, that's struggling. Uh they got two extra possessions on the two interceptions by Vince Romano. Um, I think they know that they're best having one of their best receivers play receiver. I, I, I think that's pretty logical. And Jeremy Deschamps has been good too. Like, yeah. You know, he's 15 and four uh, through the air. Uh, you know, he hasn't added uh, any rushing touchdowns, but, you know, you like to see a little more scoring, but. He's he's protected the ball. He's moved the ball downfield. He's got to complete some more passes, I'd say, because uh, you you want to aim for sixty percent. Yeah. But um, the QB ratings remarkably similar for the two of them, right? And the games where Sanzalonis played quarterback, he's ninety three point six, and the game where Deshaun's played quarterback, he's ninety two point four. So when we look at the top tier teams of uh, this division or conference, beg your pardon, um, balls deep, ghosts, the Reet and Metaverse. Who's more vulnerable right now among those four teams? Mm. Well, I really like the Reed. Um, and Ghost lost, by the way, to Vulture 2.0. Yeah. Vulture 2.0, good. Um, so you're saying, sorry, the, two, the teams were the Reed? Metaverse. Metaverse. Uh, Ghost. And Balls one. Deep. Uh, the Hold on here. Sorry, or, uh, I just turned the page to the other stats I wanted to get for you. And um, balls deep, yes. So to, to break these down, so the Reeds have five games left. They're playing Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs, Buffalo Wild Wings, Step Bros, Goofy Goobers, and Streets Ahead. Metaverse have Longhorns, Step Bros, Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs, and Banditos. Ghosts have Mighty Six, Ravens, Streets Ahead, and Balls Deep. And Balls Deep have Kings of the North, Mighty Six, Buffalo Wild Wings, and then, of course, Ghosts. Balls Deep have uh, something in them that is a little bit worrisome. They've only had uh, two games this season where they've scored five times. They've uh, played three games decided by two points or less. Which could be a good thing. I mean, I mean if you think that luck is predictable, then yeah, but I don't. Uh, yes, you need to be good enough to to put yourself in that position. But in a, in a game decided by one game or another, it could be decided by a bad call. It could be decided by a drop, uh, a, a missed throw, a guy getting deflected at the one. Like it's just too many circumstances out of your control that you don't want heading to playoff time. Well, they get ghosts at the end of the year, so the, that will tell us if they're a real yeah. legit team, right? And that could be the for, for the one seed. There's a good chance because I don't I don't see them losing another game here. Um, in, in that grouping, right? So even then, I guess Ghosts would, would get it because the head-to-head, -head, uh, provided they don't lose. But Ghosts have Ravens uh, on their schedule as well. Which isn't going to be easy for them. No. Uh, Ravens are pretty bad matchup for Ghosts. It's a specifically difficult matchup for Ghosts. And the Ghosts could, I mean, fall back into the pack and not have the, um, uh, the bye week 
Yeah. yeah. I always say, listen, winning close games, um, there is an element of luck. Um, and so you, you don't, you don't want to be at the mercy of things that are beyond your control, which is what happens in, in very close games. Um, when we look at a lockdown, they continue to roll wow. and go. They, here. they almost rolled to a standstill this they, week. They did, they did. But, but they survived. So my question to you, PZ, lockdown six and zero. How many teams uh, in Conference B are better than lockdown? Did we check your false Kings rating, by the way? It was up there. It was pretty false, right? And um, we're gonna have Eagle early in Roadshow Day One, man. By in like Conference B, you're saying? Yeah. How many teams from Conference B are better than lockdown? What could have been? Um, I think that's a bad. Like if it's if that's the championship finals, that's a bad matchup for lockdown. Um, trap stars are good. Trap stars are really good. Yeah, they have a good. Not to be confused with the uh, the former trap stars that are the worst FPF history. The worst the losing is FPF roster. Uh, not roster, but the uh, franchise in history. I thought that was love cows, or yeah. it might have been replacements actually. It's one. Oh, it might be replacements now. Yeah. Um, big win against Save a Horse, by the way. There you go. I wonder if uh, there was any calls that were went against them. Um, Ryan Garber. Also another staff member there, so probably. Probably. Ryan Garber, uh, he's been uh, really good. He's, we talked about him as a quarterback, but 13 touchdown receptions through seven games. Um, I don't know a lot about Cooper Young, except that he's playing really well. He's played very well, Cooper Young. Um, I know I've seen him play defense before, and he's a very competent defender. I've never seen him play quarterback, so... I don't know about his style or anything. I have I just haven't caught them at the field, um, but I I know the team is good. I I think that's a bad matchup. For it's like if lockdown were to face either what could have been or trap stars, I think that's difficult for them. Um, Air Force One's only played four games. Yeah, because they Air had Force the One is better than lockdown, and they have the same jerseys, but they look better in the jerseys. They're cooler in the jerseys. Yeah, like when lockdown wear them, they look frumpy. When Air Force One wear them, they look athletic. Like Lockdown looks like a bunch of Utah Jazz type of players. Yeah, well, they look like Utah Jazz, and like Rudy Gobert just looks like the biggest dude at the YMCA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like uh, Eagles, like the Jeff Hornacek of the group. Like uh, who's the receiver in your team? The Sean. Sean looks like. Um, is it Sean I'm thinking of? Who are you thinking of? He's, oh, Sean. Yeah, Sean Fontaine. He 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 look. Oh, he hasn't played a game though. Oh, he looks like just a really big, bulky dude at the Y who's just like throwing elbows, catching rebounds like that. That looks like him. <coughs> that looks like him. Um, yeah, th- I go with those two teams. Uh, three with Air Force One. Team Sexy, would, uh, they're, not per- they're not perfect. I would imagine that uh, Buccaneer could, could uh, get through that defense. Yeah, he's due for a bad game, Buccaneer. So yeah, but I, that no, was the bad game. That was the one? Yeah, I, so, I I don't see them causing trouble from again. So Eagle, um, let's just fast forward ahead here. Um, let's say lockdown do make it to the finals. Jesus Christ, we're not uh, we're not planning for that yet. I, I'm planning for that. Yeah, would you intentionally? Would you have the game as a first game on Saturday or the last game of the night for either Saturday or Sunday night? I would want it to be the last game so I can do the initial setup and have a couple games to do walkthrough with whoever's going to replace me. So let's say Rob goes, we're going to have you as the first game. Well, then I tell well, no, Rob we, he's we, wrong. We, that's not what I'm saying. we tell Rob when the game is. If, that, if that's what's going to happen, the game's being moved to Monday night. Yep. 
<laughs> all by yourself. No I- isolated games. No, there are games Monday night. There's complimentary games, no? 35 plus. I think it's the week before. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it's some weird thing. So Sunday night. My bad. I thought I missed yeah, the schedule. because it's Saturday afternoon, Sunday, whatever it might be at that point. Schedules are weird for 35 plus and women's. Yeah. In terms of I the, haven't been briefed. Most mentioned it 19 times today. Do you want to mention it again? Yeah, A plus <laughs> games, yes. 10 games. Give me 10 games. I'm sure they wouldn't mind 10 games. Anyway, um, when we look now, um, binds. Well, a quick thing for 5B since we're yes. at it. So uh, similarly, uh, Lockdown and Speakeasy have clinched unless Red Dragons does a miracle and wins five games uh, to happen to get up there. But otherwise, it's pretty much decided at this point. And Trap Stars are still in the hunt at this point because Air Force One can catch them with only four games played and technically Warriors too. Okay, so Ben... A yeah, big I, pardon. I was gonna say. Yeah, I don't I, think it's Vines. No, I, 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 I always saw the, the brackets afterwards. Okay, Benes. <laughs> I Benes. just I saw the I saw the jerseys and I was like, nope, that's Ben. So Ben, uh, should we take notice of them because of how how close their games have been so far this year? Side note: Why have we never done this like a picture like this before? This is awesome. Like a guy in the middle, kind of hiding away. Like, yeah. why is it always like when you're odd number at the bottom? Yo, that dude is just playing Where's Waldo because I didn't notice him until you pointed it out. The the problem is that uh, corporate would not be very happy with that picture. It's too uh, too fun. Did you take this picture, Mo? I did not take this picture. You no. should have. No, this is in Laval, I think. Yeah, it looks like Laval. Yeah, Look at those soccer balls. Yeah, that's definitely Laval. Nowhere near where I am. Well, Eagle, you played Ben. What, what I actually wasn't there that game, so oh, so I no have, insight. I can't tell you. So, like, uh, did you talk to your team? Yeah, we won. So look, four of their losses have been by been been very close with seven points last year. So maybe could that be the dark horse team moving to the final three, four games of the year? A two and four. Ish. The the um you know, it's a good sign to see them put up thirty one on cookers. Uh but the the next four games are gonna decide who they are, really, because Air Force One what could have been Stable Horse and Threat Level Midnight. Ooh, that's a hard schedule. Yeah, that's a rough Rough ending to the season. That's not easy. But who who sticks out for you from a roster perspective? Because look at the roster. I was trying to you know see who really stood out. And I've caught maybe two. Of the, I've caught two of the games. Uh, I know I did one last week or this week that it was, but I don't know who stands out in my books that are you can say yeah, that's the dude on this roster that's going to do. Thomas well Perrin is good. Uh, Thomas Perrin is, uh, you know, he, he's a guy who converts his his targets generally. Um, SBB's on this roster too if you want to just burn someone down the field but he's only played two games though yeah that's the problem and yeah he also he's a sub or it seems like he played quarterback for one of them too or at least for some plays on it and then was receiving in the other one type of thing yeah Um, yeah, SBB uh, by by that we mean Simon Basket Baudouin for those uh, not familiar in FPF parlance Um, obviously he's the most familiar name but Thomas Ballon is really good Uh, Mathieu Roy-Cassie also um is just a really solid pair of hands. Um, he, I would imagine he's the snapper. I believe he is, if I'm not mistaken. Um, his stats look snappery. Five and a half yards a catch. Snapperish. Uh, 21 receptions on 25 targets. Uh, he's not getting to second level. So to me, uh, he looks to be uh, that target for them. But snappers are important, man. Snappers move the chains. Absolutely. You know. Yeah. You play the position Absolutely. Before. It was a position I, I actually played well, <laughs> like quarterback. But the Air Force One game is gonna be huge for them on, on Saturday. That's a huge game. Yeah, um, it's, this is this is a brutal schedule. Like I don't know who they who they they punched in the nether regions to get this 
Uh, I'm thinking Simo Dagenet. Or uh, Chief. <laughs> yeah. What? Well, uh, oh, no. No, no. You, you're going to get screwed over the schedule. That's yeah. Sorry. Happen. Sorry. That's uh, below the belt. You don't punch there. Two and four. One thing to mention specifically for Bins, the, they have a high number of interceptions as compared to the other teams in 5B currently sitting at the 12 mark. Um, which is definitely in the upper half and close to the the top, considering the top is currently 16, another team at 50, another team at 14, another team at 13, and then they sit at 12. So but they're also, kind of up there. Two and four with a plus 11 plus minus. Yep. It's not bad. Must be nice. Yep. Must be nice. It's not bad. Not bad. I, I, they, I think four, I think they get two more wins out, out of the next four. They get two, they're fine. I think that's going to be key for Well, them. see what you can do, Bynes. Lines, I mean, it seems like they're going to make playoffs at this point, right? Because 69ers, I bear something. Red Dragons are something and Cookers are something. So they're basically, if they need one or two wins, I think they're probably going to be okay. Yeah, I think one more would be right there. Do you know what a vine is? No. So, you know, there's vines, right? Yes. Um, so vines are a type of climbing plant. Bines are a timing climbing plant that need to be, they need like a lead. They need like a, a wire or rope to climb. Uh, the most famous bind is the hop plant from which we make beer. We'll be experiencing that beer in Malbay or what? I've only That's heard it f- uh, by prefix by Kalinder. Kalinder Bines? Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of Kalinder that. Kalinder Bin. Was uh, he French royalty? I, Colin? Colin. Speaking of that, I actually went from by uh, the uh, hardware store, the local Reno Depot, and they already got the, the, the gardening stuff up and ready to roll. You don't garden. Oh, yeah. I've already, I've yeah, over, I've already seen my plants, my, my, my dude. Yeah, I've been looking at what we're going to do. I mean, uh, in terms of like what we have as a layout, right? So my mom wants to bring bring it back. So it's chilies. We'll What's your it. favorite tool, Mo? I think it's oh. a hoe. I had hot oil for you. I <laughs> we'll see what happens. All right, uh, on to Diff 6. You didn't six. answer the question. Well, it's some things are self-explanatory. Yeah, on to Diff 6. Um, it, hold on. By the way, for those who haven't yet read it, it's late now. But my Division 6 midseason report is up. Uh, yeah, so if you 10, missed it, uh, it's, it was a ton of work. Um, I've understood players really do enjoy it. So we do try and, and push the midseason reports there. They are not something we mandate from FPF. It's something that we uh, urge our writers to do because we know the community we likes strongly it. strongly recommend. We strongly recommend at the threat of firing. Um, but so not mandatory. But not mandatory. No. Just that if you don't do it, you'll have negative consequences for the rest of the time. Uh, but not mandatory. But not mandatory. All right, so on to Div 6. Uh, we'll start off with Garner Ross. He's a, he's a yeah. big, big, big fan of us here. I'm a big fan the, of Garner Ross. I was all over him in the article. Yeah, big CFL guy. Huge CFL fan. Anyway. Um, There's one, huh? Yeah, he uh, had a good game. Uh, pretty solid game for what he did. Um, so we look at their win over Big Fast Bats who imploded. I watched a bit of that game at Hebert on Wednesday. They imploded. They collapsed at the end. And By that you mean hot-headed Italians from the East End? Yeah, that's yeah. that's. I know my uh, kind. I know my people. Don't stereotype anybody there, but you just hey, did. It's not stereotyping if I do it, Mo. It's stereotyping if you do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? So anyway, look. Ooh, Charles Presser was the carry. Charles Presser caught a. I I wrote about this game. So uh, Charles Presser caught a forty bomb with two plays left. Well, sorry, with three plays left, leaving two plays to win the game. Uh, monster game from Charles Presser. Future FPF, like, big-time star. So, Big Fat Bats, they they could have been 5-1 and one in a three-way mm-hmm. tie for 1, 2, and 3. 
They're and good. They're good, but they're hot-headed, man. I don't know if – and, like, we know playoff football. It's a lot different, you know, and that type of attitude is going to cost you yeah. yards and maybe a game. Yeah, you, you need to keep your cool. Um, Matthew Sepatelli is a really good uh, two-way quarterback, um, both on the, on the ground and in the air. Uh, of course, his connection with A.J. Sepatelli is uh, key. Uh, I like the rusher Luca Lecceze. Uh, Luca Lecceze. Um, I suspect I wasn't there for the game, but I suspect that Gardner Ross's struggles because he he didn't play as well as expected. He he did only complete half of his passes and he did throw two interceptions. I would imagine Luca Lecceze had a lot to do with that. Um, he, he got did physical have to, though. It got very. Oh, physical. it did. Okay. It got very well, I, I, and I wasn't there for the game, but I just I know I know he's a very good rusher. He's a very good rusher, and uh, Garner Ross played below his own level, so that, that I would imagine that was a big reason why. Yeah, I, I just think that um, Garner made some good throws in the second half, and he actually got them frustrated. Big fat bats. They got frustrated by by the play calling. And he's a very good play caller. Yeah, you know he's smart. Given his youth, he's a, he's a very good. Player. Yeah, and uh, and I just think now for for Toon Squad, they are now in the top four of their side of the bracket, which I think is massive because if they can hold on, if they can hold serve and win out or win three of the next four, they get that bye week, and I think that can help them because you know below that though, Pease, there are some decent teams in that side of the conference bracket that they don't want to play in the opening round of the playoffs if they don't get the top four seed. Yeah, um, so I noticed this when I was doing the uh, – because sometimes, like, when you're writing the weekly articles, you're just focusing more on weekly storylines. And yeah. mid-seasons, when you start looking at sort of the 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 narratives, and, and this is especially true in Division Six, where we don't know a lot of the teams coming in. Um, but I noticed there's a, dis- there's a great disparity between the top and the bottom teams. Um, I had this conversation with Chris Marais of, of Brewers a uh, couple times over the last couple of weeks, but – how he's he wants to move his team into Division Five, just because he you know runs into these buzzsaw of teams who come f- and they're young and fast and have been playing flag football since they're in diapers and because flag football has become more ubiquitous in, in high schools and college yeah and, um and so guys who are a bit older like myself Chris Monet we we start playing in in late adulthood you know so it's uh, it's hard to compete with that. Um, and so we're seeing sort of that division. So to your point, Mo, yeah, you you want to stay towards the top because when um, they do the split, though, like what do you think, though? Are we doing a split finally? Yep. We are, right? Yeah. Okay. So we haven't. And how we split is always a mystery. <laughs> and I want to <laughs> say it's on purpose. No, <laughs> it's it, different. Where's the horn? <laughs> <laughs> Thing is that uh, sometimes we. No, Mo, you have to juggle. Sometimes we, we, we want to plan, and instead what comes out is... We get dusters uh, on our backside for not uh, being, for being clowns. The thing is... the thing is. Uh, I mean, they did tie a game, so who's a clown now? <laughs> uh, but in your mind, you're right now, not to give you... No, but I'm saying, like, so like if you finish with one of the top four seeds, right? Like, you have the benefit of... If there's a, an upset, you, you have a team you should beat easily, right? Because yeah. the top four seeds on each, on each side are the teams that are essentially the the best teams in the division. Spanish Inquisition, Spanish Inquisition, and Thunder Buddies are the exception. I imagine they'll jump up as well at some point because I I, I would say they're a touch better than FKU and Big Fat Bats. Right. Um, and then in in Conference B, 
Conference B, we probably have the best four teams in the top four. Maybe Killer Rays jumps back up. They took a weird loss this week. Yeah, I was going to be at the point, right? Beer Knights, Rays, Flag Football Team, Big Fat Bats, West Island Boys, all lose. Yeah. What does that indicate to you as a Div 6 writer? Can I can I talk about the flag football team game? Yes. Because they played FKU. Mm-hmm. This game was tied 18-18 with flag football team with the ball driving for the win with like six plays left or something. And uh, Nicola, uh, Nicholas Manolopoulos throws a pick six to FKU. And there's the game. And, and they said gets, gets a safety like three plays later. I just want to point out that... On Hot Sauce Sports tonight, you called the Vegas Knights the, the vegan, vegan Knights. Knights. Yes. But you got Nick uh, Manolopoulos' name right. Yeah. Okay. It's sort of like that. I can uh, only mess up one night, uh, one, 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 <laughs> one oh, name a night. Oh, I wish that was true. <laughs> it's like that baseball pitcher that hits a home run. You know, it, they're at bat and bam, hits a solo home run. Like, oh, there is high, deep. Out a home run. Which, by the way, if you haven't checked it out yet, don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe. You've been listening to Hot Sauce Sports, where we talk about someone who is uh, getting a lot of hits while tragedies are being delivered on air. Um, but yeah, so w- one thing I noticed uh, this this week, Mo, was Zidane Lafrappe. Yeah. I was shocked to see that they got a win over Cavalier de Rohan. It, it was one of the upset wins. Um and one reason was they added Quizzy Gordon-Mall, who caught all 10 of his targets. <laughs> representing, uh, he represented uh, two-thirds of the completions for, his, for the team. Right. So, yeah, if you add a top... And st- all three scores. If you add, if you add a top stud uh, from Division One onto your team, yeah, it's going to have an, an impact. But, you know, some of the other games, like... Frankie Scalzo just had a rough game against your girlfriend's cheer for us. Uh, I, I did that was not a score I was expecting at all. I thought that was an easy win for 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 Beer Knights. That proved me wrong. Um, Killer Rays losing the Glory Boys. Glory Boys are good. They just they haven't they hadn't clicked early in the season on offense, and it's cool to see. This is the kind of the offense I expected of them. Yeah. Uh, when they started the season, I, I wrote that in my write up in the midseason report. Um, and it's cool to see them deliver at that level. Uh, who were the other teams, Mo? Um, from what you've listed from the question that we have, or just from yeah. <laughs> well, I don't. Remember, I don't know if you're mentioning those ones. Or well, those Beer Knights, you mentioned Killer Rays. You, of course, you just mentioned now Fly Football Team. You just mentioned Big Fat Bats. We spoke about West Island Boys, all losing. Yeah, West Island Boys too. They were they were sort of a team we're starting to pay attention to. They take a loss of prime time, which is a good a good team, right? So, like, it's not all that they lost games they were expected to lose. It just that's kind of a defining game for West Island boys. Like, so in 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 such a close sort of middle section in Division Six, they seem to be sort of this like um, they seem to be a tear down from prime time. Based on that game. Well, now as we move in towards that position here, is there a team in the middle of the pack, whether it's in A or B? that you think can well, run the table. Can we define the middle of the pack? So let's just say we'll range it from like a 500 record type of thing. 4 and 2 to 3 and 3. Cuz 4 and 2 is a lot. There's a bunch of Cuz Killer Rays can do that. Uh, West Island Boys and we mentioned before, but then you West Island Boys like I guess I, I they lost to Primetime worries me. Uh the way they lost uh, more than anything else. What about Dusters, the the ones who love us as clowns? I so what's weird is I think I spent a whole show talking about how much I like the Dusters. Yeah. 
Uh, it was two two teams that came at us back to back weeks were two teams we praised in Dusters and Maccabees, but whatever. I guess people just suck at listening. Of course. Um, flag football team is good at four and two. Trash name, but they're good at four and two. Um, but you have off island boys as a, as a shitty. I mean, not shitty. Just like I said, that loss name. that loss worries me. That loss worries me. Cavalier de Rohan. I think would have been at four and two if, if they didn't face a division one receiver without knowing who he is. Right? Like, like who's this dude? Over who's here? this dude? No, they, and why can't anybody cover him? They won. They won the game? Yeah. One second. Am I blind? Oh, uh, they oh they oh my mistake. I misread that. I thought they lost the game. <coughs> I just saw the, the stat line and I guess they I assume they lost that game. So they won. My mistake. Um so yeah, they're solid. Look at that. So I, I'll, I'll just pivot my narrative, Mo. Yeah. Um, this is Sports Radio 101, kids. Um, they're a team that, despite only being three and three, is as good as a lot of these four and two teams because they went up against a Division One receiver and they still won the game. Tony Marinaro will be proud. <laughs> there you go. Of course, of course. Uh, off Island Boys. <laughs> uh, off Island Boys. Uh, Mo, you who do you love more, more, me or Tony Marinaro? Not Tony. Oh man, I knew it. Yeah, Tony, hundred percent, man. <laughs> Got me, got me a free, uh, got me a free sub last year. Yeah, that's what he's good for. He's a fantastic sub, by the way. Man, um, that's all it takes because I get you a lot of free shit. A bocce sub was really good, fantastic, by the way. Uh, off island boys, quickly here, please. Your thoughts on them right now? Um, you don't, like, you don't like the name? No, but I I'm a proud Montrealer. So, like, calling your, being proud of being off the island is like being proud of being a, from New Jersey. So yeah, I New Jersey's not an island, though. That's, they're off island. They're off the island of New York. Fine, yeah. Rhode Island, better. Whatever, sure. Connecticut. Yeah, Connecticut. it's an island. I know it's not an island. <laughs> Prince Edward <laughs> Island. But there's no way to know that that's an island. I mean, it's in the name. <laughs> What's in the name? <laughs> um, the off island boys. So like they they um they've had a rough go of it. Um, they did beat Stratton Oakmont. Who are kind of similarly, you know, it's the bottom end sort of picking on itself. Um, they had been on a skid though. They had, they they had a, the misfortune of playing Stormers and Glory Boys, flag football team, prime time, and beer nights to start the season. That is a murderer's role. Not easy. And like again, we don't know. We don't know these teams. I didn't know Stormers coming into the season. Uh, we didn't know flag football team coming into the season. We knew that Glory Boys in primetime would probably be a tough matchup. We knew Beer Nights would be a tough matchup. But now that they, they kind of go into an easier part of it, right? Where, where like they face Tutgallin step rows, which are winnable games, right. uh, which will show us if they really are sort of one of the bottom teams in division or uh, whether they, they've taken a step. Um, they did beat primetime, though, by the way. I, I, I do want to mention that because that's, that's an impressive win um, in their favor. Um, they have a lot of the, You see this a lot, and I... And I this was writing the bottom part of the Division Six articles for the midseason report takes the most amount of time because you have teams like this, and it's not just them, but teams are trying to figure out who's going to be their quarterback. Right. And they have four players that have attempted passes, and in some cases you have teams who have multiple guys co- trying to complete passes during uh, a, a game. You need to give, you need to choose who that guy is, give him reps. And if that guy is not on your roster, that's fine. But know that it's going to take you some time. That whenever you find the guy, it's going to take some time for him to develop into an FPF quarterback. Yeah. So the quicker you get that person reps, the better. I think it might be Caleb Rogers, but he's only played two games. Um, so my guess would be Caleb Rogers is the guy they want to play quarterback. But I don't know that for sure. 
hey guys, reach out to us. Let us know. We don't actually have the information. It's not it's a pro lot of teams. Thing. It's a lot of teams for us to cover, right? So it's not easy. And and Division Six is the hardest. I I literally don't assign that division to anybody else every year, and I take it on myself because it's the hardest division to cover. It's like a professor when they have like a hundred students in a class, and your name is yeah. oh my tip of the tongue, Tom Jones. Yes, nice to meet you, Tom Jones. Uh, speaking it's, of teams it's not unusual reaching that out to us, to I had FKU come up to me during last night's game at Hebert and wanted to, first off, ask us to talk about them, which, totally fair. Like, we hey, if you, talk to, us, lot, you talk, but, but, I mean, if you talk to us. talk about They're my favorite team because they have the best team name. If you talk to us, we will talk about you. I mean, that's why teams message you because they want to hear their own names yeah. cut out, which is awesome. But also wanted to kind of clear the air for the incident that happened a few weeks ago. I know we talked about it on the show and everything and that they're extremely apologetic. It was kind of a one-off instance and that, you know. But so we also haven't hammered them week in, week out. We sort of kept it to that week. Um, I, I think we kept it to one segment. Maybe it bled into another segment. But it, look, we we appreciate that you're apologetic. Um and it, it means you understand that, you know, just going up on the stage and slapping a dude in the face is not the way to handle things. No, no, it's not. Even if you're balding? <laughs> Even if you're balding. You, um, know what, you know what? If, if teams love it that we name, name drop their nickname, we have 34 teams, I believe, in this division, right? 34, yeah. So one minute per, div- uh, per team name. <laughs> 34 minutes. Of so another mid-season report? <laughs> there you go. Exactly. We'll do a segment. We'll do a segment later Next in the week. season. Yeah, yeah, later in the year. We're where you just, I, I, I just have like, uh, I have to respond to. Ten words w- or less. Yeah. Ten words or less. Exactly. Do that. Um, ten words or less is always fun. The, um, I like them a lot. Uh, I like the sense of humor, calling yourself FKU. By the way, someone asked me, you guys keep saying false kings. What does that mean? Don't so need to worry about that. Sometimes on air. You want to convey an idea, but you can't think of the words. So I want to say this team is doing well because they're facing uh, an easy schedule. But I couldn't put the words together. So and it was about a team called Honey Martin, who I proclaimed false kings. <laughs> the usual false and kings. And it, it, it ended up being right that they had a light schedule, right, Eagle? Mm-hmm. So then false kings sort of became this narrative that, that we, we started calling teams. And I think we called... Uh, FKU False Kings last year, yes, and they've now up. made it their team name, which I, I, I call find them awesome. False Kings, and then they're like, "Hey, we're not False Kings. We're well, like, looks like they aren't. One way or another, they will be False Kings this year. Of course, of course. It is now time for games of the week. It's a good time for my headphones to crap up. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't really matter considering. Well, now I can just listen to you in the room. Yeah. I mean, I was gonna say it's much easier that way. Uh, I'm going to see if I can find something clever for this one uh, because we got some feedback from some teams about how this goes. So let's go with... <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with Division 1 and 2. Irosans Medzik and All Hooks. Oh, All Hooks. Uh, this is too loud. I can't hear what you're saying. Fine, I'll bring it I'm going to go with Irosans Medzik. Oh, it's time music. I don't have my headset. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're going to want to hear this. I am going to well, go. Oh, U- my headset's back. I'm going to go UM. UM also. Flagmall Sack versus Braves. 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 Like flip a coin. Braves. Got skills. KGP. 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 KGP Terror Squad in a bad doubleheader. KGP. Big one, though. Yeah. Gryffindor All Stars. Big test for uh, Gryffindor. I'm going to go with Gryffindor. All stars, but I don't like it. Team Swoosh B Ballers. Ballers. The Ballers. Incredibles, The Apocalypse. 
Do I have to watch this game? No. Yeah, I have to. Incredibles. <laughs> Sorry, but I'll go Apocalypse. And Outlaws Team Swish. Outlaws. Outlaws. Oof. All right. Uh, a reminder to everyone, if you go check out our Facebook wall, there's currently a poll open, so one of these games will be Game of the Week. Don't, don't choose Apocalypse and uh, that game. Don't choose it. Divs 3, Kill a Beef, Sheesh. Sheesh. Expendables Lightweight. Expendables, unfortunately. Yeah. Big F, Simo. Come on, Simo. Les Gros Cock, Les Malud. Uh, Malud. Malud. Les Malud. Malud. Touch It, Catch It, Bearskins. Touch It, Catch It. Uh, Bearskins. That's a funny combination of team names. Mm. Junkyard Dogs, Past Our Prime. JYD. JYD. Speed Academy versus EZW. EZW. EZW is already fast. They don't need to learn how to be fast, so EZW. Mangoose, Oompa Loompas. Mangoose. Yeah, Mangoose. Thor's Hammer, Silent Ticklers. Hammers. Thor's. 4A, Big Fun, Small Giants. Small Giants. Big and small, huh? Small Giants. Sparrow's Cougars, Top Sizzin. 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 The Brotherhood, Blackouts. B-Hood. Brotherhood. I don't like it, though. It feels weird. But here's something to keep in mind, It's a good though. game. Uh, it's the month of Ramadan beginning. Some of the players will be fasting. Keep that in mind. It's a 10 o'clock game on Saturday. That's that's the whole point. It's the first fast, which can definitely impact the player's uh, mindset. Backyard Bullies, Hurley and Sons. I'm going to go Hurley and Sons. Um, backyard Bullies. The Stoics, Santal. Santal. Mongoose, Takeover. Takeover. Rollover, Takeover. Bruins, KGP Ra. KGP Ra. KGP Ra. And Nomads, Les Bleus Branleurs. LBB. All right, 4B, Voodoo, Honey Martin. Voodoo. Honey Martin. A lot of good games this week. Los Locos, The U. The U. The U. Uh, we have Beer Belly Brigade, Vultures. Uh, ooh, vultures. Vultures, vultures, but money line yeah. only. Uh, Golden Eagles, Arush. Arush. Yeah, Arush. Finessers, Ballers. Big, big game for Finessers. They need this game badly, so give me the Finessers. I'm going to go Finessers. Uh, Mofos, Les Montagnards. Montagnards. Yeah, Montagnards keep rolling and going. Hot Sauce Sports, Team Ethnic. Can't pick it, Hot Sauce Sports by 50. Uh, because the Team Ethnic's botch, I'm going Hot Sauce Sports. Stop picking You keep losing. I know. <laughs> Les Versfall, We're Sphinx. not good. Uh, the LVF. LVF. LVF's good. Eastside Boys, Bandits. Bandits. Eastside Boys. Uh, division 5... No, 4B. I can't keep track. The Mighty Six, Ghosts. 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 Buffalo Wild Wings, Ravens. 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 The Reet, Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs. Wubba Lubba Dub Dubs. The Reet, but it'll be good. It'll be a good game. The streets Ahead, Dilfs. 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 Vultures 2.0, Pinchellos. Vultures. Yeah, Vultures. Kings of the North, Balls Deep. Balls deep. Balls Back deep. Backwoods Football Club. Step Bros. Step Bros. Backwoods. Longhorns Metaverse. Metaverse. Oh, yeah. wait. Longhorns uh, is throwing. <laughs> it's even good. I'm going Metaverse. I'll go Metaverse also, but I, I don't like it. Los Bandidos Goofy Goobers. Goofy Goobers. Goobers. All right. 5A San Francisco 69ers. Save oh. a horse. Save, Save a, horse. a horse. Replacements Trailer Park Boys. Replacements. Yeah, replacements. 
Warriors Air Force One. Air Force One. AF One. And in a double header, Air Force One bin. Bin. And what was that? Sorry. Air Force One bin. Air Force One. Not Mustangs, two Pfizer and Fox half Johnson. Two Pfizer's. Two Pfizer's. Threat level midnight lockdown. Uh, lockdown. lockdown. Team sexy, let's speak easy. Speak easy. Sexy. Cookers, what could have been? What could have been? Yeah, what could have been. Save the turf tools, red dragons. Turf tools. Turf. All right, we have uh, division. Hold on, I think I missed one here. No, it's fight B. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. Yeah, Tooth Garoni, the Off Island Boys. Div six. Off Island Boys. Off Island. Cabarets Rohan Lionhearts. Rohan. Rohan. Zidane La Frappe, the Spanish Inquisition. Spanish Inquisition. Spanish Inquisition. Beer Knights, the Stormers. Stormers. Good game, Stormers. Tropic Thunder, Glory Boys. Thunder. Glory Boys. Brewers, Free Agent Squad. Oh, Free Agent Squad. Brewers get their first one. Uh, Dusters 2.0, 7th rounders. Dusters 2.0. No, uh, Dusters uh, trash. Give me 7th uh, rounders. Flag football team, your girlfriends cheer for us. Flag football team. Flag football team. The Step Bros, West Island Boys. West Island Boys. West Island Boys. Killer Rays, Stratton Oakmont. Killer Rays. Rays. Betway Bandits, Demons. Demons. V-Town, Big Fat Bats. V-Town. Oh, this, this is a Paisan Bowl game, no? I think so. Give me Big Fat Bats. I'm going V-Town. They're going to be like me, bro. You took us, huh, bro? I'm like, who are you guys? Vita. Yes, I know. I'm saying, who are <laughs> yeah. you guys? But they're going to say Vita. I'm going to say, right. Yes, I did take you guys. I think so. Maccabees, the penetrators. Maccabees. Mm. Wait, Maccabees, uh, they hated us too. Uh, screw you guys. Go with uh, the other team, whoever they are. Penetrators. Wild Hogs, Henry Pisa Gang. Henry Pisa Gang. Yeah, Pisa Gang. Thunder Buddies, Toon Squad. Toon Squad. Thunder Buddies. Flamingos primetime. 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 Flamingos getting better though. And Team Poland FKU. FKU. We have 35 plus with actual games this week. FPF oh, Brody Windsor. FPF. FPF. There's so many games. Too many JMJ games. Pacemakers. 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 Monster Montreal Spitfire. 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 Old Age Outlaws Shenanigans. Shenanigans. We're going shenanigans this week. I'm gonna go with my boy Stephen H. Old and Age Outlaws. Here's a double header: Montreal Spitfire, Old Age Outlaws. Old Age Outlaws. And what? Shenanigans. <laughs> really? That's the one you're picking them for? That's great. And Shenanigans Monster. 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 All right. Co-ed one: Sriracha hot chili sauce party mix. Party mix. Party mix. Power Rangers two and a half kittens. Rangers. And two and a half kittens, easy fun, different day though. Fun. Easy fun. Bishop Sycamore, average and savage. Sycamore. I'm assuming Tommy's still there, so I'll go with BS. Yeah. And easy fun, Sriracha Hot Chili Sauce. So easy fun is playing three hours after their initial game. Sriracha is playing on a different day. Sriracha. Coed two, kiss my end zone, why and why? Kiss my end zone. No way I can go against Kiss My End Zone here, right? Like I'm part of the rivalry, right? So I gotta I gotta show my bias. Last sect, Team Commando. Last sect. Fit Squad. The first ever win. No, second win. They were so like their fourth. They'll be their fourth win. Yeah. <laughs> Fit Squad, three hunters. Three hunters. Fit Squad, come back and win this one. And finally, Women's Division, Volts, Red Nation. Red Volts. Nation. Oh, spicy. Concordia, Griffins. Concordia's been in tailspin. Griffins. Griffins. I don't know what's up. And in a double header, Griffins, Brut. 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 The Rock, VC Cubs. 
Easy cups. Good luck. And last game, Brutes and Flamaros. Flamaros. I'm curious if Vanessa Beery throws. Yeah, that's I'm, why. I'm going to go with Brutes anyway. But, but eyebrow raised. All right. All right. Mo, this I want to see some juggling here. You haven't done anything with those balls all, all game. Uh, Show me your balls, Mo. Don't worry. Mo. Don't worry about that. I can't juggle, guys. Nobody can juggle. It's a ridiculous thing. Well done. There you go. There we go. Mokai, hey! everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. All right. Um, any last notes, league notes, headings? Uh, if you oh. still don't have a team picture, please reach out to us. If well, your team picture is terrible and we cut off your heads and or legs. Yes. Please and reach also out to us. If you're missing an individual picture, please reach out to us. Uh, we've been trying to update things. We know it's been a little bit crazy with the photographers this season uh, between unavailabilities, multiple people being in the same spot, people being all over the place, people not showing up. The quality being bad because Mocon doesn't know to set the settings That's on not his me. camera. I mean, your pictures are pretty bad. Some are worse, but some of them are they're like they're the, the the most mediocre. Yeah, sure. So of all the mediocre ones, yours are the best. <laughs> when when James has a wide shot and he, he misses legs. Also, as we start week seven, a reminder that if you need to be released from a team, this is one. If you play in a game this week, you can no longer be released from your team. So you, we can still retroactively release you as long as you don't play this week or any week moving forward. So. If you're a player that wants to ditch their team at this point over here, now's the time to do it. If you don't know what a release is, go check out our new rule. So check that out too. If one more one more juvenile joke. Yes. If you don't know what a release is. Magic words, please. Mo, I was going to surprise you with this, but you already mentioned it. So happy Ramadan. Uh, good night, Will Smith. Oh, I thought you would say good night, food. Put the place up, yeah we